folks. Sorry about last week. Lo siento. We got a good one for you today. Eh. I had fun. I, mean, I had a good time. I don't know if it's like, yeah. Uh... Your name is Sean. This was a jovial episode. Because <laughs> we spent, I, I mean, it's, I don't know what the total length is. Let's say this show is two hours long. Yeah. I would say a one third of it, <laughs> maybe two, is just making fun of Sean. <laughs> And it's not even real shit. Yeah, what I love about the, the intro is that Burke's going to hear this first. Yeah. And just be primed. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, I love Sean. But sometimes you got to shit on Sean. And we thought about naming the episode. Yeah. And we, we shit on him because he says, I don't have any time to listen. And I, I told him this week, I said, if you had a podcast, I would listen to it. Yeah. I would find a way to listen to it. Even if, yeah, I mean, I don't know him, but like, even if, since you go back that much, it's like, even if his show was just terrible. Sean was the first person that I ever let, like when we recorded one, Mm -hmm. and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We still don't know what the fuck we're doing. But when I recorded one, we were in the van together that day, a lot of stuff to do, and I let him listen. And he loved it. Yeah, He was laughing. He was like, this is some good shit. There was some stuff that his comedy, his level of humor sucks dick sometimes, so he wasn't getting everything. We're even shitting him on the intro now. <laughs> but it, but for the most part, he's like, this is really good. Like, y'all might have something. Yeah. Like, when someone says to you, this is really good, you might have something. And I watch them actually laugh. But I'm probably not going to ever listen again, so that's cool. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's Asperger's. Yeah, well, that's he Asperger's does. He does a, he's a little Asperger-y. <laughs> no cheese, though. <laughs> No cheese on his ass burger. I didn't know that. I love the idea of like, this is incredible, but I'm never going to listen. <laughs> it's like, it's like, whoa, what? And his, his, like, ex- his excuse about, I was like, Burke's a super fan. Burke listens every week. Burke is, is responds, sends an email. He's like, yeah, he's got all the time. He drives around all day. I'm like, Sean, you drive a lot. You could catch up. You know, it's too late now. You can't but catch up, but you could listen. I didn't say I didn't say go back to episode two and start and catch up fifty fucking three episodes later. That what you said there is like the episode of Seinfeld when Elaine goes to see the ugly baby, and uh, when the pediatrician meets her, he says, "You're quite breathtaking." <laughs> and then he looks at the ugly baby and says, "That baby's quite breathtaking." <laughs> and then Elaine's face is like, "Oh, what? What do you? What does that mean? Why do you? Why do? Why are we both breathtaking?" For him to say, this is great, but I'm never going to listen. <laughs> is it good then? I don't. Yeah. I but, feel I feel like before it was taboo to say retarded. I feel like at some point you and or Burke were like, are you retarded? <laughs> it had to have happened at some point in your 20 year history. I've definitely told him I think he's fucking absolutely absurd. <laughs> never retarded. Because I never, know, I know the man. You never heard him say something like, I don't like cheesing. Are you retarded? Well, I, I, think, I, I think I've come to like a. There's been a lot of lessons tonight that you'll hear during the two-thirds of the podcast where we shit on one person who doesn't listen to the pod. It's not two-thirds. It's more one-third. It actually has a lot of fun in it. But to say, it's just when he says that the cheese thing is lactose intolerant, I don't think I've ever checked him when I've seen him eating a cream-based popsicle or drinking a glass of milk. Do you go to a Mexican restaurant and split a queso? <laughs> no. 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 No, I don't want to do that because you're you're... You lactose intolerant? No, with that kind of cheese. <laughs> it's just the good red-blooded American cheese. Get out. But the uh, get yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll we'll leave that for the episode. This one had it. It kind of like all of them. We watched a movie. I think it was good. We we found we, out that the movie we watched we've actually already watched. That's true. 
We uh, started on a good idea for a, a, a movie. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Yeah. Well, actually, that came a little later. That's true, but still, I think that's a good movie idea that we should pursue. Yeah. We'll co-author it. We'll pitch it to the actors we mentioned. Maybe we just get it made on Netflix. They'll make anything. Well, they will. They, they make good things, though. So. They do. They do make good things, and I think we would make a good thing, and we would she just got to figure out a way to pitch it to them. Amen. And, you know, get Daniel Day-Lewis out of retirement. Oh, I think he's coming back. You can't, you can't go out on Phantom Thread. I watched that movie. Yeah, I mean, I was genuinely, it good? I genuinely like it. I do think yeah, it's good. I, I don't think, think it, that's I, No, I'm saying it was a good... Yeah. I, I meant, you know, I was asking uh, yeah. rhetorically. rhetorically. Yeah, like Jay-Z's Black Album, they say, was a great album to go out on his, air quote, retirement, because right. he has since made more. Sure. When he announced he was retiring in 02 or 03, and then that album came, I was like, what a victory lap that was. Yeah. Uh, and then he came back and made more. Phantom Thread is no Jay-Z Black Album. And no. I don't even listen to hip-hop. <clears throat> was a good movie, though. Uh, but yeah, it's got it all. We, did, we touched on a number of things. And then it takes a hard right. And we just kind take of... Take sh- a hard down. <laughs> the bur- we, we need five guys during these things. You even mentioned it. This is going to be a chance for the listener. Because normally we eat before. Yeah. So this one we did about an hour, maybe less. Yeah. And then we went and actually and got our food. Yeah, that's right. No, we did half an hour. Then we got our food. Then we ate while we recorded, which is a huge recording faux pas. I don't give a shit. And then as the food digested, it dipped. But then, as we were as you were trying to force a wrap-up, we stumbled into just hilarious <laughs> Sean vending food in a modern-day Mandingo fight. And we did a solid, fun 30 minutes. You heard that right. Sean food and Mandingo fighting. So, <laughs> if anything ever wraps... At, at your one-year-old birthday party, <laughs> It gets good. MMP gets a lot of shout-outs on this one. Matt in Perth. We talked about Australian slang talked and that badass his, email. Talked about his slang. Speaking of which, I am fucking chalkers right now. I am fucking... F- it's funny that that's the word for full because in high school, me and my buddy Mike invented the word for neither full nor hungry. You, you did, yeah. Go ahead. Do it again. Chuppled. Chuppled. Yeah. Which is still one of my favorites. It's a good one. Anyways, folks. Enjoy. Enjoy episode 54. We'll see you next week for 55. Holla. Dildo Mayhem. That's right, folks. All weekend long at AdamandEve.com, it's Dildo Mayhem. We're slashing prices on all the dills. White dill, black dill, brown dill, pink dills. It's Dildo Mayhem. Mayhem. Use promo code TPTOPOD at checkout. Receive 50% off any one item. Free, free films. And a free mystery gift. And guess what? You also get free shipping because out of here, Dildo Mayhem. Done. We got plenty of juice. We talk into the box better this week. Yeah, I know. I was listening last night. It was a little scratchy. Oh. And <laughs> one of the nine teeters. Here we are, are potting at 9 p.m. <laughs> on a Saturday. On a Saturday. When it is most appropriate to drink a single bottle of Tito's handmade vodka. I just. It's why, definitely, why use glass? It's definitely not a Wednesday. I mean, how much does this cost? If, five how much does, did this cost? I don't know, because the total was $12. I'm guessing that the... So $3 a piece. The, the, the tequilas were on the pricier side. These are probably 2 bucks. 
I, I mean, maybe you're right. I don't think that's. I think there are probably three. Maybe I would, two. I would. I would guess that the 1800s were a bit more. Because look at all the glass. Look at all the glass you owe this guy. Well, I know, but I bought those last week. Those were three dollars. Right. Okay. So yeah, there's four times three plus yeah. max. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe your place is your place is gouging, but like, really? why? It's unnecessary. Isn't glass far more? I mean, I get that plastics are ruining the world. Believe me, I was very close to just buying the Bacardi rums because they were a dollar and plastic. Dollar. And I like, I, rum is one of those spirits that I forget that I like. Well, I, rum's so sweet. I like rum. The thing that I've noticed about rum, and pe- people say that this isn't a thing, but I do believe that I get a different kind of buzz from different spirits. Bullshit. And I have noticed when I have rum, <laughs> I'm like like ready to go to sleep. Dark, white, any. I found one. I was watching one of the Travel Channel shows, and they, it was all Jamaica, which is a place I'm really like fervently want to go to. When people say Jamaica, I can't help but hear the the Austrian from Cool Runnings. The Austrian, oh, yes, or Swiss. He whatever. was German. He, he was West German. Hey, hey Jamaica. Hey Jamaica. Hey Jamaica. You don't belong here, Jamaica. I'm a now, bit of a holdover. From when I say I want to go, I want. <laughs> when I say <laughs> my grand, my father was Nazi. My father died in World War Two. Yeah, I know. He probably fell off a guard tower. <laughs> I've heard that joke yeah. before. <laughs> God, I believe it when uh, you say it. I want to go to Jamaica, and a lot of people, when I tell people, they're like, you know, sandals and all those resorts. I'm like, no, nope. I will put myself in danger to see the actual Jamaica. Because I don't think it's like, it's like going anywhere else. Look, don't you worry you'll lose a kidney or something? Maybe. It's all part of the experience, honey. <laughs> to wind up in a bathtub with, maybe. A, with a huge gash in your side? No, I want to go. Full of ice? I want to go to Kingston. I want to see what, what real Jamaica is like. And then from my own, from my personal interest, you know, my, one of my passions outside of. Uh, we've much discussed yeah. outside of the Third Reich and Nazi Germany is the actual Caribbean pirates. And I read a book many years ago, and I've probably read it five times, and I have it on tape on my phone. I, sometimes I go to bed strictly listening to that book on tape. One, because the, the audio, the guy that reads it, he just has this voice. I mean, I literally downloaded books solely because this guy is the audio narr- narrator. Mm-hmm. Like self-help books. Yeah, I don't listen to that shit. It's just to hear his voice. That's how great this guy's voice is. Okay. But it was called Empire of Blue Water, and it deals with Cap- with Henry Morgan, hence the rum, hmm. and uh, and how is they... Is that act- how we got here? Because I like rum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all coming back to rum. Don't worry. You know how this pot is. But yeah, it's about the actual pirates of the Caribbean, not the Jack... Bla- or Jack Black. The Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow, not the Pirates of the Caribbean at Disney World or Disneyland. Right. The real how they actually functioned, how they were the greatest fighting force on land yeah. in that time period and maybe I mean just up to not today's standards, but me and Curdy will get into the yeah. box more when Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I have a general rule. I've never been out of the country and I would go, but I have a general rule when it comes to travel. Mm-hmm. I am not interested and going anywhere that's had a civil war in the last hundred years. I don't think Jamaica's had a civil war in the last hundred years. You might be thinking about Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Or close something. enough. Within earshot, even. Like, I've just, like, 
Well, you live in a country that had one 150 years ago. What's the difference? I know, but I feel like we're past it. I feel like we're not... Do you? <laughs> I feel like we're not under the threat of a new one, or re- realistically, but like... Oh, wow. Like, I remember back in the day when I was like a little kid, and we still went to church on a regular basis. There were all these like regular trips to Israel if people wanted to go. And even as a kid, I remember thinking, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> well, now the people that go board. to Israel are the evangelical Christians, and the, the Jews of Israel depend on that money coming in. But I, we're getting away. <laughs> I do have a thought on it. I don't even know what sparked it today. It might have been something in the news, but I had a thought on that today. I was like, you know what? Oh, it's the fucking that rep that's in trouble with the Fox News people, the, the Muslim one. Janine Pirro? Well, no, she's in trouble, but I'm talking about the representative that she, you know, said some shit about who oh, may or may not be anti-Semitic, yeah. Iman, Omar, whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah. I remember thinking, I, with all that news coverage, it was like, I get that the left is kind of like, listen, we can't start dividing ourselves now. It's too early for this. I get, I get why. <laughs> like, we can't divide over these issues because we have an election coming up. I get that. But at the same time, I was like, you kind of can't deny what she said. And two, being the, you know, the sort of atheist liberal that I am, not the, you know, ca- not, not capital A, we'll say agnostic. I'm like, I hold everyone to the same standard. If I'm going to give Mike Pence shit for being, you know, a gay conversion therapy Christian, I'm going to give the Muslim shit for thinking the probably just as much backward shit. Yeah, I haven't followed that. But what I was saying was, I would go to, I would want to see the real Jamaica, and, and the reason we got on this is because in this travel show, they were showing the real Jamaica, and these, down there, one, it's funny, because the white people that have been born there, and are like, descendants of the English that took over the island in the 1600s, mm-hmm. they all have these beautiful, same old Jamaican accents that you would associate in your but head. they're white. They're white as me and you, but they speak the same way. But you know, Keith Richards has a house in Jamaica. It's wonderful. They drink white overproof rum. I don't know if you've ever seen this in your liquor store. No, so that's like the Jamaican thing. So they drink is rum. That, is that like Jamaican moonshine? Yes, it's just white overproof rum, and it's oh. Apparently, what? Oh, you're getting the game. Have you ever played the game? No. When you lose the internet, press your space bar. So then you play this game when you get no internet, and the little dinosaur runs, and you have to jump. Jump, yeah. I did not know this was a thing. Oh yeah, I, I uh, we had a bad, con- yeah, we had uh, a bad connection in our office for a long time, and I was trying to break a record of a friend of mine. What's wild is we have a very good connection, um, so I'm I'm kind of miffed that this is miffed? happening. Well, we were watching a, a much debated movie Animal. on this pod, Animal House. Animal House. Animal. Uh, I of the Doug Kenny films, I think it's the lesser. I'm a, I'm a Caddyshack man. I don't know why I think it's dumb. I think both of the movies can have... <clears throat> there, there's a stance to be made with each of the films. I just don't think that... We're, uh, this, this, this may be a, like a whole new precedent. Where we don't get a film? We have no internet because of our phones. We, you know what we could have done is just pretended <laughs> like we were watching Animal House the whole time we've seen the movie. That's true, but my point being our phones are their voice over IP, their internet phone lines, and I have, I have no service on the phone. So, the internet is down for oh, some reason. Man. So we're First gonna, time in the history of the pod. I don't know. I mean, how are we even going to get through the episode now? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, I guess we can I describe. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, 
it probably wouldn't have been a problem until you made it a problem. Now, yeah, now it's a real issue. Now we have to start drinking. <laughs> so we just do the horse race now? <laughs> no, we have to actually script that. I know. We'll see. Maybe it'll come back on. Maybe there's an outage. The only way to check would be my phone, and we're using that to record. Mm, speaking of airplane mode, what about these Boeing 737 MAX planes just crashing left and right? I don't know about this. Are you missing out on Do you not watch the news anymore? I know you dodge politics. I, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I unfollowed every political page and every news feed, excluding now this, because occasionally they share stuff that's not political news, but it's like human interest stories mm-hmm. that I like. So I, uh, I stayed with them, and that's all they share. It's either like where Bernie Sanders is speaking today or this amazing kid with Down syndrome who built a guitar out of shoeboxes. And it's like, <laughs> I'll take either or. But Talk about being on a topical and taking a left on La La Land. <laughs> but plane crashes, I'm not, I'm not up to speed. Well, I just mentioned it because you said airplane mode. But yes, there's a certain model, a newer model of Boeing, that has crashed twice in six months and killed everybody on board. So now you have these. Nobody's co- flying. Well, there's people flying, but the countries that have fleets of this particular plane. Cheers. cheers I need one of my beers. To this particular plane. Uh, has been grounded in your England, Canada, I believe most of Europe, and yet the United States. And I lead it into this now because it's really funny. Because of course the president responds with a really lo- yeah everything's an airplane today. The president responds with of course a very uh, lucid and intellectual remark on this that the reason these planes are going down is that they're just too complex nowadays. <laughs> The planes need to be simpler. We need to get. It's back like, to what the... does he fucking want? You want to put like the propellers? We need to get back to the era of plane where the black people flew separately. <laughs> you don't know why he took it on that on that plane. <laughs> because that's his whole thing. Whenever he says "Make America Great Again," it's like, which era are you referring to? The era when white people had more control than they do now. What is so bad about present day exactly? Mm. Well, anyways, these planes, it was, one of them was Ethiopian. The most recent was oh, Ethiopian Airlines. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Hard no. I'm that liberal that keeps them guessing. Like. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I got a great Facebook story. Yeah. And you, you can try to parlay. If it doesn't have to be all, in fact, it shouldn't be all political tonight, but I got a great Facebook story. So a friend of mine from high school, we weren't really friends. He's a nice guy. He kind of he's a veteran. Came I think he got really fat, and then he met a woman and like got really into the bodybuilding scene. Like, like that's his life. Like like bodybuilding or like CrossFit. No no like bodybuilding. Like he he does the thing where you like gain forty pounds of good like what Mac would call mass. Mass yeah. But like really not like chimichanga mass, but real mass. I only ask because I I. Sometimes I feel like that people join CrossFit not to get in shape, but to tell you about. CrossFit. Oh yeah, to post it every day about yeah. their their whatever their workout was. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have unfollowed at least five people when I kept getting the daily. Uh, this is what I. They have certain terminology for those workouts and particular exercises, and I was like, if I hear one more of this, I'm gonna fucking lose yeah, my mind. I, I get it. He got into whatever. he got into real deal bodybuilding, like gaining sixty pounds and then shredding it, mm. and like doing these insane and actually doing shows. Trying to reboot. Nice. 
Hopefully it doesn't go too far because when you see the bodybuilders that like just just decided to keep going. Well, like, the thing about him is that he's brutally honest. He can't be comfortable. No, but he's brutally honest about it. He's like everyone is on juice. There's not a single he's a man, and there might be one or two, but he's like no. Yeah. Everyone's juicing. This is a sport where you have to to succeed, and there's like they, there might be a rule, but no one abides by it. But hold on, yeah. let me just get this out. So he posts this this fucking article, and he was like, I can't make this stuff up. This is essentially what he said. I can't make this stuff up. If this was passed, every cop in America would turn their badges in today. So I'm in, because mm-hmm. it's a picture of Kamala Harris, the senator running for president from California. Mm-hmm. And the article basically says... A black woman. Yeah. <laughs> which it, The article basically says that, <laughs> that the Senate... There's a legislation in front of the Senate. Doesn't mention any number, any particular bill. Doesn't provide any. That's where I first was like, "Oh boy." Yeah, you're looking for pixelated gifts. Well, just pixelated. I was like, "There's a lot of ads," you know. And it says that the bill would make it so before a cop can even pull his handgun, he would have to call his supervisor. Yeah. And I'm reading this, and then further down the article, it says, not, it quotes Kamala Harris as saying, not only would this bill be good for the community and stop these senseless killing of innocent black people, but that it would also reduce carbon emissions. And that's when I was like, oh, come on. I actually laughed out loud. I was like, oh, come on. So I read to the bottom of the article, and right there at the bottom is a picture of the guy. And he says, I write my columns for, it was called the Blue News Network. So it's clearly like a cop-centric trying to bait people into those, like, either anti-cop or pro-cop or yeah, Blue it's, Lives it's, Matter it's, versus Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's Facebook trying to start some shit where they don't need to start so, some shit. So, at the bottom, clearly, you read at the bottom of the article and there's a picture of the guy and he says, all the articles I write for Blue News Network are satire and I find it hilarious that most people don't know that. <laughs> so I took, I screenshotted that and I just said, hey man, read to the bottom, mate. And I posted the fi- picture. And to my friend's credit, because he's certainly a Trump voter. Yeah. But to his credit, he was like, wow, I got, he was like, Jesus Christ, that's good to know. And I was like, this is the real fake news. This is the stuff that if someone posts a headline, yeah. and today's a modern citizen doesn't read the article. <laughs> yeah, shocking. Something that's clearly far right <laughs> to, to, the, to a ridiculous extreme <laughs> is actual fake, fake news. news. Yeah. It's not even, it's not even. Uh, Object, it's and they tell fake. you that it's fake and, and they laugh even at you. Set it in the bottom. Right. So he was. I, I was like, well, let's do a social experiment. Leave it up. You know, you're gonna get likes. You're probably gonna get a few shares. And he's like, well, I already lost. I mean, hell, I played the. I read the article. I just didn't read it all the way. I got duped. Yeah. So I was like, hey, here's a guy that can say, wow, mm-hmm. I posted something stupid. I'm glad I. Ha- this is what he actually says. I'm glad I have smart friends because I get. I would be lost. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's very nice. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that's what you say. All right, well, while we're on that subject, <laughs> when it comes to 2020, <laughs> we need you to do one little thing for Just me. abstain <laughs> altogether. Because I'm not going to tell you to vote yeah. for a Democrat. I'm just telling you to abstain. I'm going to tell you to not exercise your constitutional right to vote. He has a personal connection. He His wife's a cop, and she's also a bodybuilder, so I would not want to be arrested by that lady. Mm. But... Then I was like, so I sat back, didn't didn't look at it for four or five hours, get on later that night, and I was like, sure enough, it's got like another ten likes, another four shares, <laughs> and I tell, so I went back on, and everybody had a comment, this is fucking ridiculous, what am I supposed to do, my life's on the line, you could clearly see some cops were posting, so I just went underneath every one of them, I posted that screen grab, yeah, that's all I did, just posted the screen grab and said, <laughs> you know, do a little reading, yeah, and to their credit, no one ever engaged and said, well. It's pretty much the truth anyway, or some stupid shit. Yeah. But they, I think they all, it's like, learn the lesson. And it's not, this is not solely 
a, a Republican problem. Right. Democrats read the same shit and draw the same stupid ass conclusions. Yeah. They're, everyone's getting fucking what's the word? Uh, I meant a show. Catfish. Every, America is getting catfished. Yeah. And by Russians. <laughs> But with the Russians, they never put at the bottom, ha, 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 this is all satire. We fox with you. We make your election worthless. Like these guys, these are yeah. Americans saying, look how fucking stupid we are. Yeah, well, I mean, this happens routinely with Onion articles. Like, and, and to the point now where when the Onion makes a post, there are sometimes people scrolling, when you scroll through comments, saying like, shit, it took a minute for me to realize this was the Onion because what they just posted sounds like it could actually happen. <laughs> You know, like 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 weird made up shit about something Trump said yesterday. It's like this could be like in today's reality, this could have actually. You happened. are familiar with America's last line of defense. I have shared some of that with you, right? Yeah, and you also told me about the one that's all all uh, feminist. Oh, or woman. Those, those are those are those fantastic, are wonderful. Yeah. Have you gotten into that? I've seen a little. So bit. my, I got into that, and for those that, what was it called again? Even I'm having a. I don't remember. I haven't actually followed. I just I saw it on your page. Or definitely, you definitely shared, should follow. Some of the girls that are in the office have a little one of those little day calendars mm -hmm. where you know each day you get one of their headlines. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> one of the one that got me recently was it was yesterday. Is that I walked in and they had it turned backwards towards the wall, and I was like, "Why do you have the calendar turned back?" Like, oh well, because they're in the office with one of the our AR guy, one of the one of the you know leaders of the company. He's mm -hmm. a great dude, but he's also in charge of HR. Mm. So they're like, I, we just figured this one was a little bit too much, even for <laughs> for Matt. And so I looked at it, and it basically said, I'm staying a virgin so I can keep my pussy tight as fuck for God. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it was like, wow, this is some fucking crazy shit. That's some Animal House-level humor yeah. right there. And for the listeners who are concerned, if you're following along with the movie... It's back! It's back up, and we're at um, uh, eight minutes and we'll say forty six seconds. If mm. you want to, if you want to follow along with the show, um, I want to go back to the bodybuilder <sighs> thing because I actually had this thought yesterday, maybe two days ago. I saw somebody shared a Facebook story about a guy. He's from a foreign country, probably an African nation or maybe even Haitian because he was a black guy and. Washing his balls in the sink at LAX? No, 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 but he had some sort of like, uh, he was a big kid as a kid. He was always bigger, and so he had this um, aspiration to be a bodybuilder, and he sure. achieved it, and he's a record holder, and it showed all this footage of him doing this. Um, he's not really a body bodybuilder, though. He's he's like one of those strong men like, yeah. that do the competitions where they carry beer kegs and then pull up. Oh, I got mad respect for those dudes. Pull an 18-wheeler. What I was going to say is I understand the guy who joins CrossFit because he wants the CrossFit body, the eight-pack abs and the pecs, and the looks really good in a medium. Sure, you know? sure, sure. And I also understand the bodybuilder who wants to just blow out his muscles to the degree that when he flexes in the in the tanning oil like Arnold back in the day, you can just see all that muscle definition. He's coming. Yeah. <laughs> what I don't understand <laughs> are the strongman guys because from a distance, all it looks like is fat. big, fat dudes. Yeah. yeah, they're strong as hell, but what's the visual appeal? You look uncomfortable. Your arms <laughs> practically stick out like penguin wings. Their arms look like they're wearing eight winter coats. Yeah. <laughs> Their whole body is just like, you just look like a big, you look like a villain from like an old comic book. <laughs> you look like Bane. You look like, you look like they look like Bane yeah, from that from awful, the bad, yeah, from the, the bad really game. bad Batman. They, I mean, they look like Bluto from the Popeye comics. Yeah. Like, 
You just yeah. look like a big, bloated, tiny-headed, cauliflower-eared weirdo. Like, you, there's nothing visually appealing about achieving that. And I would never say this to one of them in person, but sure. I would want to know, like... Some of them don't. The, the, you don't watch Game of Thrones. No. But I know you're talking about Mountain. The Mountain. Yeah. That guy is legitimately... He looks... He, but the thing... The mountain, is he one of those truck-polar yes. fridge-lifting... He doesn't... Pr- keep in mind that those strongman competitions that you're referencing... They used to come on at like 2 a.m. on ESPN 8. Yeah, like where they're like throwing telephone poles and shit. Right. Well, that's the Highland Games. That's, I'm confusing that. But there is something where they throw something like, it's like a it's like a concrete ball and they have to heave. Yeah. Like they start with a lightweight one and they get to a really heavy one and they have to heave them all over the I, same. I think that particular sport has kind of transitioned away from that late night ESPN. Mm. They still carry the stones. Yeah. And they still, I mean, occasionally you'll see a guy pulling a, a plane. Yeah. Right. But nowadays, it's just more, they focus on more of the lifting. Yeah. So the mountain doesn't participate in those, like, kind of weird competitions of strongmen. He's just out to lift incredible amounts of weight and put it on his YouTube channel. Yeah. But the the thing that, and he's Scandinavian, so his name is fucking ridiculous. I don't really know it. But he's got an advantage because he's so fucking tall. Mm, that yeah. dude's like six foot nine. Most of these guys are fucking, to your point, mm. 5'11". Yeah. And they <laughs> well, again, when I think of that, I just picture like a, a stockier version of your brother, just like his height and yeah. just and just wider. Yeah, like you know, because he's, he's gonna, if he listened, he'd get a hard on at that because he envisions himself a strong man. <laughs> well, he's got that build to him. You can tell that he's got some some muscle. Mass. I'll, I'll give a shout out to him for those who listen and know my brother. The dude can fix anything. Yeah, like he's just got that in his hands. I, I mean, and he likes to do it. He'll like take a fucking vacuum apart mm-hmm. just to take it apart and look and then put it back together. Yeah. So we had a headlight out in the Jeep. We put the headlamp in. It was really dim. So mm-hmm. you start looking at the connector and there's all these lines are rusted out and disconnected and the guys at the auto shop are like, you're going to need to go to a junkyard. And I was like, this seems like a really simple part. I don't need, why do I need to go to a junkyard? Right. Like, can I just order it? And they're like, oh, maybe I don't need <laughs> Basically, fuck you. I don't know. Get fuck, up. man. I don't know. I just work here. <laughs> So he comes over this past weekend for uh, V's birthday party, and mom tells him about it, and he goes out there and just uh, strips the wire, puts it back in, moves some things around, boom, there's the headlight. I can do that, too. Not that I'm, like, like piggybacking on his uh, his victories. I'm not curious into the extent where I'll take it apart just to see it and Mm -hmm. put it back together, but, like, last uh, fall, this past fall, when our dryer started smelling like fire, Mm. it's like, well, that's not good. So the first thing I did was clear the lines out. I actually went and bought an electric leaf blower. Let me ask you, what smells like fire? Do you that, mean smoke? Yeah, that burning. <laughs> yes, because typically, if you smell smoke, you, you, don't say, a, you don't say, it smells like fire in here. You've never put a flame in your nose? <laughs> I have not. I've never bought a candle <laughs> called fire. <laughs> Campfire. Like, smelled like smoke. That's the vodka working. Yeah. Uh, but it smelled like it was burning. It's like the you hear about dryer fires all the time. You're not supposed to run the dryer when you leave the house. You're not supposed to let it run while you're asleep. By the way, there's an incredible, what you've done here is, is leading into something beautiful. Okay, good. Well, let me get it out. I know. So I went and bought a, a an electric leaf blower with like a lot of uh, air power to it. Mm. And I literally blew out my lines because the, the dryer vent line is unreachable unless you have like an 18 foot extension ladder. Right. So I read online that if you just, if you seal it up nice and tight and crank the motherfucker to, you know, 11, you can just blow the lint line out. So I did that, hooked it back up, turned it on. Burning smell was back within seconds. It's like, all right, something is wrong internally. And so I took 
one part of the dryer apart that I felt confident I could put back together, making mental notes all the way along. Sure. Before you know it, the dryer is in like 16 pieces. I've taken it completely apart, disconnected all the electrical panels, and I actually have the drum of the dryer on the floor. <clears throat> and Kristen gets home from work, and then she's walking up the stairs is like, don't panic. I know where everything goes. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking did about? Did you document the process or did you just yeah. put it in the mental brain? Both. Okay. But it's, of course I, both, but if you have it on paper. Well, the thing is, if you did this, you, you know, it's not that hard to remember the order. It's, Got it. It's like 12 screws. Wow. And it's, it's like anything else where like, if, if it doesn't fit, it's like, I mean, not to get. Uh, we don't need to have dryer maintenance. No, I was just saying, it's, it's like if you've ever taken a gun apart, like it only goes back together one You way. have a gun? I have several. You're a liberal piece of shit. <laughs> if you take it apart, there's only one way to put it back together. And in fact, when I put the eventually did put the dryer back together, I had fucked up one of the parts, and when I turned it on, it made this awful noise. I was like, all right, we're going to start over and fix this. Right. But eventually, I fixed it, put it back together, and whatever I did in that process removed the burning smell, and mm-hmm. it's been fine ever since. So well, I'm a tinkerer, but only as needed. Here's what's wonderful about just the confluence of what's happening with your story, piggybacking off of Taylor. I will, no, I will not fix the dryer. No, but here's what happened. Uh, so we mentioned Taylor and his, his great hands for fixing things. And his and beefy, then he, muscle, his beefy muscles. muscles. Yeah. He, well, it's muscles. <laughs> a lot of Martin there, too. He could pull a whole, a whole Miata. Yeah, with his teeth, <laughs> you know. But uh, no, you mentioned the dryer, and that and that brings back a story that I'm fairly oh, certain we I haven't told story. on the pod. Yeah, but I know it. But yeah, go yeah. When I was young, I was afflicted by acne. Not the worst. I wasn't like the acne kid at school. We had much you have, worse. You have acne. Yeah, I did. I did. And I was if I had knew if I knew what it, I know now, things would have been better. Because like we would go on these trips to the beach. I used to be in the youth group. Mm. Ugh. But I used to be every. <laughs> Were you one of the guys in the youth group that was just trying to finger girls? No, I actually was there for the. Right, I mean, I was certainly trying to finger bang girls, but I, I was there for the right reasons too. I was a Christian youth group who take these trip to Panama. When I think back on these things, and I'm not going to get too sidetracked. I'm like, they they really invited a lot of problems because you're, you're taking a bunch of 15, 16 year old sexually repressed, sexually horny repressed, teenagers. horny teenagers. And, and 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 then you put them on a beach with other 15, 14, 16 One piece year old. bathing suits only. No, girls. no, that was the rule with mine. It One was, piece only was not at ours, and we had some supremely hot chicks in our youth groups. And so yeah, I and then you go fing- down. To, I have to finger you for Jesus. It's <laughs> like a song. Finger you for Jesus. He really wants it. No, but um, <laughs> it's like a Charlie. It's like a Charlie song from It's All Excited. <laughs> When you come inside me with your strong arms and pin me down. <laughs> That's horrible. Hashtag me too. But anyways, I would go to the beach for these trips and I had back and I was self-conscious and there's a lot of these like live, good-looking 16-year-old boys that were tan year-round and they're walking good around volleyball. with their abs and... I'm over there in my white T-shirt on the beach. Nobody will know I'm fat if I wear a T-shirt. Well, it it wasn't the fat. I wasn't fat then. Oh, that's true. It was the back knee that I was concerned about. I wore the white T-shirt because I thought, you were fat. this is a veil. If I wear this, I look thin. And you could always put, I don't like the beach word, but I, I, I even use the excuse of like, well, I burn easily and I'm a little bit conf- concerned about skin cancer because it runs in my family. Yeah, I which really, I just don't really like which is actually true. Yeah. I burn terribly and my family does have a history of skin cancer. Yeah. But that had nothing to do <laughs> with why I was wearing the white shirt. Had I just said, fuck it, 
yeah. and been secure in myself. When you go to the beach and you have bacne and you get a tan, mm-hmm. it actually it kills it. Yeah, I, it, it kills it because it's ultraviolet rays yeah. burning into your skin. It well, it helps hide it, and the salt water is not doing it, you any harm. No, that's gonna help. It's gonna help. And and knowing what yeah. you know now about women, or at least the ones that I used to know in high school, they love to pop zits. They uh, see that back and they're some. like, oh my god. Now Leah is should have been in, she missed her calling dermatology <laughs> and we would be much more financially well off if yeah. she had not i mean i wouldn't have known her i wouldn't have met her in history We're, yeah but uh she dermatology she she was, was yeah, her passion you, you, she pops she picks yeah you I whip mean, that shirt off you're like hey ladies <laughs> i got at least 10 fresh ones ready for a squeeze the one right on the middle of the spine is particularly juicy there's one that i can feel <laughs> it hurts a lot which tells me even though i can't see it it's going to have a good burst to it. Which one of you well, sexy co-ops wants to come opposite? Okay, stop. We haven't eaten our food yet. So, Anywho, that's that story. We're going to go back to the bunkhouse. I'm going to finger one of them. <laughs> so I had, the, I had, I had knee, but I also had the facial stuff. And Dad, Dad deal, dealt with that when he was a kid. And when I was dealing with it, Taylor was, you know, seven years younger. Mm-hmm. And even then, he had a little bit of shade to throw. Because we're all kind of nasty to each other in a loving way. Yeah. But he, he was kind of, he's like, I'm never going to get acne. And I was like, Taylor, you're going to get acne. And when you do, I am going to unleash the four horsemen of the apocalypse type shade yeah. and throw it at you in every public situation yeah. you can imagine. I know you're nine now, and you won't remember this, <laughs> Yeah. but I am going to unleash the beast. Mm-hmm. So he finally was like getting to that age. I think he was like, 13, 14, interested in girls, and one of these girls was going to come to the house, and she comes over, and he had this just... Vis- in the family history, it's, I called it Vesuvius. It was like his first real zit. <laughs> it was just huge, and it was on his chin, and just right out there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was one of those zits where it, was, it almost... It was more of a cyst yeah. than a zit. It was so big, and so red, mm-hmm. and just volatile. <laughs> it just literally like it... When it burst, it could actually hurt somebody. Yeah. And so he's got this girl in there, and I was like, I walked in. I had already seen him. And I was like, I ain't holding back. Dude gave me, I don't care who's 9, 10. He gave me a bunch of shit. I'm about to unleash the beast. And I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Oh, Taylor, what is that? Oh, my, does it hurt? Do we need to take you to someone? Does should this, we lance Should it? we lance that? And the, I mean, as red as that zit was. Yeah. It was pale by the time the rest of his face had reddened up. <laughs> and he was just distraught. The girl, you know, he finishes up. The girl leaves. He disappears. My, my old man can't find him. My mom can't find him. Emily can't find him. I wasn't even aware we were looking for him. Yeah. Dad comes up and says, what'd you do to him? And I was like, gave him shit about that huge fucking zitty he's got on his chin in front of that girl. And I told him I would do it. Dad was like, I understand, but we're the... <laughs> We don't know where he's listen, at. Listen, I remember when he was nine. You said the thing. I was in the room. Yeah. I remember. He was a huge dickhead. You told him you were going to do this, but listen, we can't find him. You've clearly upset him. So we're out in the fucking neighborhood yeah. at 930 at night with flashlights screaming, Taylor. Mr. McBeebe. <laughs> That's like three straight weeks of McBeebe reference. But we're screaming this man's name. Dad starts to get a little bit concerned. We don't know if he's actually run away from fucking home. Like Pat put a fucking red bandana on a stick and just taken off. I don't know. So then all of a sudden we hear like the strange noise in the house because we're all back in the house now. And this is pre-cell phone, of course. Sure. And there we, we go in there and sure enough, there he is. This is why it tied in so beautifully. Mm-hmm. In the fucking dryer. <laughs> he had put himself in our dryer. Yeah. 
and it never worked the same after that. It, it made ungodly noises. It, because he was fucking 13. Yeah. I don't know what an average 13-year-old weighs, but I would have put it at least 130 pounds. Even if he's below average, that's still too much person to put inside a dryer. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can, a five-year-old would probably when, throw off the, the, the hinges yeah, of a dryer. I have an adorable picture when Adelaide was probably just about to turn two where she climbed into it while the door was open because I was emptying it. And she's just sitting inside it with her elbows on the edge. I've seen that picture. And it's precious. And she's two. And even she, it's kind of like, you couldn't really fit too much more of you in here. Like, this is a nice little nesting spot for you. But, you know, add one more year and this would be uncomfortable. (laughs) So, yeah, no. Bad move on his part. He really really ruined the, uh, he really ruined that dryer. And we kept it for several years, but it wasn't good. And I, but I, again, I felt no remorse. Nor should you. Uh, did his, did his date like leave because she finally noticed it or? Oh, it, it wasn't, there was no situation she wasn't noticing that thing. So I think she just left of her own accord. Like, yeah. Because a 13, 14 year, I think he was 13, 14 at that time. Listen, I was going to give you, you have an like over a... the pants hand job, but <laughs> now that I've seen your chin, I'm out. Well, that little fucker, when I was 16, I got my first girlfriend, real girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? Not like you talk on the phone and say you're going out, air quotes. And she would yeah, come over. You can get a classic dad joke. Going out where? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With what money? <laughs> but uh, Do I need to drive you? Where are you going? <laughs> But, you know, it was my first girlfriend. She'd come over the house, and we'd be downstairs, and my mom was a crazy person about it. She says what it is, because that's her, you know, first girlfriend. Was she wearing the cowboy hat? No. (laughs) She wasn't cowboy Carrie yet. Uh, Don't say too much. No, I wasn't. Because you called her Cowboy Carrie, I can't not picture. I when when you say my mother, I immediately just picture Cowboy her with the Carrie, hat on. Yeah. So hey, like even look, even though we're flashing, it's back, a very nice hat. Even though we're flashing back twenty plus years, that's what I'm seeing. And I'm frankly, seeing your mom she in can the hat. pull off the look. It's just weird when it's at a party that's not cowboy related. If it had been like a Toy Story two party or Toy Story party, <laughs> or if we had a boy who liked to. Was not one, but yeah. one like six, and yeah. like to dress like a cowboy. It would have well, been better. It, it also felt coordinated because Leah was rocking a leather vest. Yeah, well, Leah should have worn the hat, <laughs> and she has a lovely cowboy hat. If they had done it in conjunction, yeah, it, it would have made some it, sense. It's like I, I, when I saw your mom, though, like when I first walked in, I was like cowboy hat, and then immediately after, I saw Leah in leather vest, and my mind immediately was like, well, there's a theme here. No, there was That wasn't. must be what it is. Uh, it was, if anything, it was a Mardi Gras theme, which made no sense for a cowboy hat and a leather <laughs> Mardi Gras. <laughs> uh, not to pivot too much. Have you, have, uh, do, I want to give a shout out here to M&P. Uh, I don't think oh, we... Oh, yeah, we need to, I'm I, glad you said this, because we need to, you know, on your phone, preferably, because we can't with mine. Mm-hmm. Well, hold, hold on. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Have you actually used any? So let, let's tell the listeners. I have. Matt in Perth, probably, I, I have to give him super fan status above everyone else. I know we have Alan. Yeah. I know, we, and and Rusty, I know you gave us a shout out for all the love we gave you. You're definitely a super fan. But it's strictly a matter of mileage. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good point. There are many super fans. <laughs> But all of, I mean, I would I would wager that the majority, like nine out of ten of the super fans, are people that know us directly, yeah. have had a face to face conversation with family, one of us most of us at some point in time. Super fan Matt could not be further away, 
And yeah, like you probably can't find a spot on the globe. I mean, there probably is. Maybe like Siberia. Yeah, maybe. And if we got a Siberian listener out there, Jesus Christ. I know yeah. you don't have email. Uh, oh, pigeons. Pigeons work. On that note, I looked at the breakdown of our listenership. Mm-hmm. I want we at least one episode per country has been listened to in more countries than you would believe. I'm sure some of it is like SoundCloud spam and bullshit, but name a country. Finland. Yeah. Shut up. I'll show you the stats when I'd we, love when to we see pause. It. But to get back to what we're saying, Matt and Perth, I don't know. I, I, I'll let me ask you: Was there? Did we ask for that? Were we asking for slang? Because sometimes when I'm on the white, it's tough to remember exactly what we. It pod. was in because re- Superfan Banks. Not to interrupt you. Yeah. But he always he'll he'll listen to a, a Tuesday episode, and then text me with like, "Oh man, this particular bit," and he'll say it yeah. slayed me for whatever reason. And yeah. I'm like, "Can you provide the context?" <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday Banks texted me and said, "You guys should have said Patrick Patrick Swayze's pancreas," and I said, oh, "I said Banks, we did. It's a 12 minute long intro," and he wrote back, "Ha ha, I'm only six minutes in." Oh yeah. I was like, he, "Just yeah. wait. It's the it's in there." Now Matt sent that email off the back of us talking about the use of the word dodgy. Okay. In, so, in reference to something that somebody said. And but what he actually did was send us a, just a fucking superb list. And some of the words I had heard, because I listened to, or I, I watch a show on HBO called Summer High Tie, mm-hmm. and then I watch a show called, uh, it was just Jim A, which is a, a spinoff of Summer High Tie. Yeah, we've uh, talked about this. Yeah, it's a wonderful show. Tonga and everything. Yeah, Jonah, Jonah Takalua. Jonah Takalua. Jonah Takalua. It's fob, fresh off the bat. <laughs> Fuck you, miss. Uh, but it's a great show from Australia that this one guy, Chris, can't remember his name, plays all three of those characters. And I had heard some of these words before, but to get more in depth and to understand actually, like, bogan. Mm-hmm. I know that word. Yeah. Bogan. I'd heard it on the show. I've heard... Uh, yeah, he sent like 15, maybe even no, more. There's I got, a lot. I got it right here. I pulled it up before we started tonight because I wanted to kind of... I'm glad we're addressing it because I wanted to give Matt a shout out for that email. He said so not... Good he one. said fit 25. Yeah, it's a lot. And the one, have you, uh, what I was going to ask you before we got it, have you used any of these? No, but I, 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 need, I, to, I need to commit more to memory. I did. I, I Somebody at work the other day said, do you eat lunch yet? And I said, yeah, man, I'm Chaka's, <laughs> which means full. And he was like, what does that mean? And I was like, it's Australian for Chaka's. And it made me feel really fucking elitist. <laughs> like, you, you don't know what slang is in other countries? What the fuck, man? I'm full? That's a really great way to say that. So I guess you don't know uh, British rhyming slang either? I use bottle O. We, uh, Mom said, do we need to go to the liquor store? And I said, oh, you mean the bottle O? She said, what? And I said, it's Australia. Bottle O. Bottle O. I like the one I like the most, I think, though, was fair dinkum. True, I, real, or genuine. Fair, fair dinkum. Di- fair dinkum. Fair, fair dinkum. dinkum. But there's so many. I, I just wonder how he came to this list. Like, I, I know that come summertime, mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to be stuck when people are like, like do you put your sunscreen on, or you put your... Because we, we were rife with mosquitoes yeah. in Georgia. I mean, it's yeah. a horrible problem. But now it's like, it's never going to be a mosquito again. Was it's going it? to be mossy. <laughs> Fucking loads of mossies out here, mate. I, uh, I imagine the mosquitoes in Australia have to be massive. Oh, you know what? Like prehistoric. Oh, like yeah. Jumanji well, bed. imagine what happens to a, mos- to a mossy mm-hmm. after the radio fallout. It's like Mad Max just in mossies. <laughs> but no, the one I like the most, because it, it really... Kind of like, oh, it's just so great. Is it for Americans? We when when we say like we talk on this on the pod. I root for Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a giant Georgia fan. I root for him with all my heart and yeah, soul. I'm Down there, that means I fuck Georgia. Yeah, like, yeah rooting root, is root fucking means, it, sexual intercourse. Yeah, and then he writes, "This one can get really can get foreigners in a whole lot of trouble." <laughs> there are numerous stories about Americans coming to Australia telling people how they love to root for their team. Yeah, but if you come to Australia, you would want to use the word barrack, which in our terms means barrack. Yeah. Uh, well, instead, yeah. on the same note, a wombat is someone who eats roots and leaves. <laughs> but it just brings to mind Sean choosing the twenty-four hours. That that you would call that a rooting. For yeah, sure. That's a fuck. Well, a that's beyond a rooting. Inside. That. <laughs> for context, yeah. just for those who might have missed the last episode, I, I presented a hypothetical to Sean. <laughs> would you rather be raped repeatedly, no breaks? Over a 24-hour period, in your ass and mouth, every hole, for 24 hours by 24 men, mm-hmm. or have, like, very nice, like you said, codependent, almost a partner, light sexual... Someone's going to pay your bills. Someone's going to pay your bills, buy your groceries, yeah. with one person for a year. Yeah. And he went with the all-day, all-night, asshole in mouth... Because he's a fool. Ass, or, uh, asshole in mouth. Well, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, dick in mouth, dick in ass. That's a rooting. All day. That's a, f- that's a rooting. And speaking that's of, rooting. Well, just in terms of other countries' lingos, I, I love on Letterkenny when they refer to sex as toe curling. <laughs> I gotta get back in. I had a problem. I couldn't, uh, for oh, whatever reason... I a bit of toe curling tonight with a gal? Every time I tried to watch it when I was going to sleep, my internet started sucking for like two days in a row, so I need to catch back up. But apparently... Like, Taylor was long into it before we I ever even knew about it from you. And so he's yeah. got Mom and Emily and... So I, I learned about it because of that clip that I originally shared with you, the S&P salt and pepper steak clip. And I noticed, I remember in that clip that there was a, a Canadian TV icon. So I started looking up Canadian TV show, steak, salt and pepper. And I found it, and I learned that it was a TV show. But at that particular point in time, this was probably close to a year ago... Mm. It wasn't uh, available to watch anywhere other than in short clips on YouTube. Sure. And then just by happenstance a few months ago, I saw that it was on Hulu all of a sudden. And I'm sure it's exploding <laughs> in American popularity now. I want to stay on the Matt subject for a second, though. I want to know from Matt, since he is Australian, if R.M. Williams' boots are as big a deal in Australia as everybody says they are. R.M. Williams? This is a particular brand of boot that I recently learned about, and I actually have a pair. And according to everything I've read, this is the, like, it's not official, of course, but this is the, air quote, official boot, the national boot of Australia. Apparently, if you are an Australian and you own a pair of boots, they're R.M. Williams boots. Are they like the Timberland of America or the Red Wing, if it were? Maybe the Red Wing. I would say that if, if you were going to do Speaking that. Speaking of shoes, <clears throat> and I'm not, he'll answer Check these bad boys out. My brother-in-law has gifted me my first ever pair of actual Jordans. Okay. Two thousand tens. He wore them one time. Was given to him by an ex-girlfriend. They fit like a glove. Yeah. I went online, did some research. If anyone has them in stock, they're one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. And they are so comfortable. Okay. Now I don't play basketball. There's basketball goal. There's basketball at my gym. Mm-hmm. So I, you know. I'll take advantage, but man, this is the first time I've worn them, yeah. and I am just in love. I'm glad you like them. It's not my style, but no, I'm glad no. you like them. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I, I would never. <laughs> I'm not a sneakerhead. I'm sure you've seen these people. Yeah, their whole life revolves there, around sneakers. There are guys, you know, just knowing, being in 
sort of tapped into the menswear and accessories world the way I am, mm-hmm. there are offshoots. There are guys who obsess. You said Red Wing. There are guys who obsess over Red Wing Iron Ranger boots mm-hmm. and Japanese salvage denim jeans, and they want to dress as if they're going to work in the 1940s sure. every day of the week. There are guys who are so sneaker obsessed that they go through this whole process of um, protecting and coating them so they mm. never stain or show sure. age, and they even buy these toe box supports where you it, it's like a it's like a rigid plastic thing that's shaped like the toe of the shoe, but it's hollow, and they they slide it into the shoe so the toes never wrinkle or crease when they step in them. They I try and base they make the sneaker look new for as long as possible. Right. And I come from like the punk rock scenes in high school where it's like. The shittier looking your vans are, the cooler they are. <laughs> like if there's holes and stains, everyone's and got. Everyone has their niche. Yeah, you know, it's just odd. But anyways, on the shoe, I want to know for Matt is our does Matt own a pair of RM Williams boots, and are they as big a deal in Australia as what I've read? I'm just well, curious. I am sure he'll get back to us. I'm sure he that. will. On that note, I would like to take a safe sex break. Yeah, we need to get, get some pee dinner. and get order some dinner. Get some dinner order. Safe sex. There we go. Now it's working. One. I'm one. Yeah, just one, this extra is cheese, mayo, and ketchup. That's all you put on your burger? Yeah. Wow. Is this really all the fries? Because yeah, if so, some, I'm glad we got some in the bag. Regular. That's good. I'm good. Eating on the pod. <laughs> People love it. Do you want to tell them the first? What's that? That we actually had, we went and got this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just imagine if we can get off our ass to go get a cheeseburger, how much more successful this podcast could be moving forward. <laughs> the level of commitment it took to get in the Jeep and drive, I don't know, five city blocks <laughs> and oh, wait. The hand job scene. <laughs> We're watching Animal House again. Darn it, Greg, if you're not going to try, I'm just going to stop. Oh. <laughs> uh. You think you would enjoy a hand job with a latex glove? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, would I do it? Yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't like enjoy it. You know, the bad driver on the road reminded me of a pod question I was going to ask you. What are your opinions? And by the way, listeners, we're going to eat while we pot so we can <laughs> get out of here at a decent time. <laughs> what is your opinion, or do you have an opinion, on student driver bumper stickers? Um... Not really bumper stickers. They're affixed to, like, every side of the car. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the one where it's just, like, one yellow sticker on the ass of the car. I mean, am I meant Like to, a self-applied one. Am I meant to have an opinion on this? Fuck, we don't have napkins. Hang on a second. <laughs> I don't know if you should have an opinion, but I, I have always had one. and We'll share it, because it's clearly something you're more concerned with. Well... I was behind one today, and it's the kind where it's been self-applied. Somebody's teaching their niece how to drive. Mm. And I get the premise, like, hey, don't be a dick. We're figuring shit out. But my school of thought is, like, this person, whether it's tomorrow, three months, six months, nine months from now, will eventually be a driver who's no longer a student. (laughs) And it's not like we, we shouldn't be grooming them to expect, oh, yeah, on the road... Everybody's nice, nobody <laughs> honks, they're friendly. If you fuck up, they won't flip you off. Like, these people that are learning the drive need to learn in the shit. Okay. The best learning is learning on the job, mm-hmm. learning while you work. I see your point there. And this girl today, she's sitting in the lane, the light turns green, and she doesn't move. 
and I see the sticker, so I don't honk. And then she puts on her right blinker to get into the right turning lane to turn at this intersection and looks as far over her right shoulder (laughs) with her whole body as possible to make sure it's safe. I was thinking, no, no, this person deserves the the road rage humiliation of honks and screams. Like, (laughs) you can't do this in six months when you're an independent driver. You have to learn this shit now. Okay. So, I don't know. What about the baby on board stickers? Fuck them, too. <laughs> like, oh, so I need to be extra careful around your minivan? <laughs> if it's that precious, you probably should have stayed home. That's, I guess that's my point. I, I see the baby on board stickers, and I'm like, and yet you're the one driving like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Who's, who are we protecting here? You know? Yeah, if anything, the baby on board sticker is a warning to you. Mm. Should we talk about five guys? <laughs> Five guys with the Cajun fries. Mm. Which I don't hate. I've gotten the Cajun fry before. This just usually this usually just means more heartburn. Let's talk about this scene. Cause this is like the this, scene. Yeah, for those of you following along, this is the animal house scene. This John, is the boobies. John Belushi on a ladder. Belly rubbing. And those boobs, I know they're they're probably not fake, but they look fake. Well they look like what? Yeah, they're real, but they look like... They look like Jesse Jane's boobs if they were smaller. Like, they were just bolted on, turned to the right to make tight, and then, you know, screwed on and and walked away. But it's just like... That's the problem I have with this film. You could see that dude. You can see him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with Animal House is that it's so cartoonish. It's so, like, loosey-goosey with the comedy. At least with Caddyshack... It was somewhat tight. You can actually envision a scenario where the snooty country club gets kind of invaded by the also rich but doesn't, you know, defer to the societal norms, right? I disagree, and and here's why. All right. If you go by the Doug Kenny movie on Netflix, Animal House is a, is the word amalgamation, a combination of everybody's stories from college that he heard. The idea was make a movie about the college experience that nobody knows about. Well, didn't Lampoon's make a... It was like one of their biggest press successes was the yearbook? Yeah. So, was it everyone's story or was it just... If you go by the movie, it's a lot of people's stories all put together into one film. Where So, there's... It's probably it's not true, but it's all based on true events that somebody said happened to them or a friend in college. Whereas Caddyshack is, you know, complete fiction. It's a made-up tale. So in terms of this being cartoonish, yeah, but the guy that made it took it from stories from people who said it happened in college, whereas Caddyshack's entirely made up, probably. I see. Although Doug Kinney did grow up with a tennis pro for a father, so he probably had some sort of club experience. I mean, he did go to Harvard, so there's something there. But Caddyshack, to me, just... I lose interest within, like, the first half hour. Mm. So sad. Like the dork with the Scottish girlfriend and Chevy Chase is there. <laughs> He's there. Bill Murray's crazy with chasing gophers and Rodney Dangerfield's irritating the guy who likes to wear, you know, captain hats everywhere. <laughs> just like, I'm just, I'm out. And it's fun for a while, but I'm out. Interesting. A little dead air there. <laughs> Where's the food? <laughs> it was going to be $27. For the convenience of having it brought here. Instead, it was only but see, my thing about this, 
And sorry, M&P, I don't think you probably have five guys in Australia. It's burgers and fries done really well. But the problem well, with five guys... Burgers and fries done better than... Most. Most. But the problem is, coming. it was going to come from a different location farther away. And even when you... Like, even now, it's good now because it was such a quick drive. But it, if it got in a car for mm. 20 minutes after they've wrapped it in the foil... Well, they were estimating 30 to 40. <laughs> that's, that's a mushy burger. It's just going to steam inside the aluminum foil. Yeah, because there's no preservatives in the fries, they literally like cut the potatoes and fry them straight out of the, mm-hmm. the cutter. There's no crispness to these fries ever. They're soggy and brown. And if they spend more than a handful of minutes in that brown paper bag, they just get soggier and soggier. <laughs> you know, when we were at McDonald's last time, it oh, was boy. piping hot when we got here. It was minutes and it was here. Yeah, This would have been room temperature food. That and I can't get over the formaldehyde thing you mentioned. I still eat at it. I watched The Founder yesterday. Incredible movie. When it was over, I was like, shit, I kind of... Incredible? I kind of want to... Give me, a, give me a, a rating here. Uh, out of ten, I'd give The Founder a six and a half. That's incredible? Mm-hmm. A six and a half out of ten is incredible? Seven and a half. Your rating system sucks. Incredible? I don't have one. If you use the word incredible... I'm envisioning, when I asked you, when you said incredible, I, will, I was I thinking will, something over eight. I will retract incredible and say impressive. Okay. It was an impressive movie. They had Nick Offerman in it, which automatically, I'm on board. <laughs> who, did he, who did he play? One of the McDonald brothers. Okay. Michael Keaton, another huge bump. Mm-hmm. The main girl from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. She plays Donna, or, yeah, Donna Croc, the woman he eventually marries after McDonald's is, is a success. Mm-hmm. B.J. Novak was in it. Really? Um, Drew Carey's trans- cross-dressing brother, the big oh, guy. Oh, yeah. He's the other McDonald brother. I don't know his real name. Which is a real insult, because I just went on a list of, like, all these actors whose names I know, <laughs> and then the guy who dressed like a woman on Drew Carey. It's like, he's done more than that. Drew Carey is living out his dream now as the host of The Price is Right. Yep. Mm. Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> I feel like this is bad potting. But we had to eat. So hungry. We had to eat, and if we if we ate first... See, now the listener will get to experience a real-time just dredge. <laughs> like, we go from, yeah, 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 movies and stuff we like, and then just... Ugh. <laughs> I thought they got enough of that in 52. I'm dying on the inside. Alan mentioned that. He, he was up to 52 on his way into Atlanta two days ago. He was like, dude, you almost put me to sleep. And I was like, I was asleep. Mm. Gotta say what, that. Was 52 the McDonald's episode? It was the one where I didn't do any white. Oh, yeah. And by yeah. white, I do not mean cocaine. Right, no. We, we all know. You mean meth. <laughs> Ketamine. Ketamine. Methamphetamine. Which reminds me, speaking of uh, shows we like, have y'all have it a, had a gander at um, uh, Russian Doll yet? Seen the whole thing. And? Incredible. Very, very good. Yeah. And that actress, I was telling Leah, she's like, she looks so familiar. I was like, she should. She's been a working actress for about 20 years now. Yeah. 
and I had seen her. My first encounter with her was in a movie called The Slums of Beverly Hills. It yep. was, probably came out like 96. Real busty. She's always been very busty. But uh, she was also an American Pie. I mean, her, her range has been all over the place. But, and I mean, she, Slums of Beverly Hills had Alan Arkin. That movie that movie yeah. is loaded with people. Well, yeah, Slums of Beverly Hills is a great movie. It's got Marissa Tomei, mm-hmm. which I don't know if she still does, but when Kristen worked at Leon's, she was on a hot streak of you look like Marissa Tomei compliments. Mm, that's a hell a of a compliment. I know. Um, did, I, you, did you see The Wrestler where you get to see all of Marissa Tomei? You bet I did. Mm. Well, and I've, I've seen her look like naked in, in real life, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, are you telling me you fucked Marissa Torme? <laughs> no, I'm Christian's her lookalike. I know that. Did the joke, the joke dummy. over your head? I got it. I was saying, are you telling me you're fucking Marissa Torme? Sure. Yeah. Um, no, uh, what's. Do you know the actress's name? The one that we're talking about? The time, the one who's been in everything? No, I don't. Because I was going to say, she's like the Paul Rudd of ladies. She looks the same today that she did in Slums of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like but Paul Rudd and Clueless yeah. is, is the, the kind of the benchmark. Yeah, I challenge you to find me a photo that thoroughly demonstrates Paul Rudd aging at any point. There's not one out there. <laughs> like, this is Paul Rudd and Clueless, and this is Paul Rudd and I Love You, man. Like, yeah, same guy. <laughs> like 20 years apart, exact same guy. <laughs> I like Paul Rudd. He's been... He's okay. I say I like him. He's a... Yeah, he's okay, actually. I'm not even going to throw any shade at him. I'm, I'm glad we're on this subject, because Paul Rudd brings something to mind, because I used to say, Paul Rudd seems like the kind of guy who I could be friends with. Mm-hmm. But this led to something. I saw an interview today on, on uh, the internet, and it led to a sort of a hypothetical. Um... Man, I have a mustache hair that just is going the wrong direction, and it's driving me insane. <laughs> Anyways, hypothetical. They have to be living. We're going to do male celebrity only. <clears throat> it's not a sex thing, so. Oh, sweet. Tomorrow. Okay. You can have dinner with any male celebrity. Who's it going to be? And you're not limited to dinner. If they have a good time and say, hey, let's go, let's go across town to this place I know when I'm filming in Atlanta. Ricky Gervais. We'll grab a beer. Ricky Gervais mm-hmm. is your, is your like, like you don't have time to prep. No prep. Change too much. Like it's like as ready as you could be for an on-the-spot date if you were single. You got no time. Ricky Gervais. Okay. I, um, as far as artistry, he's the guy I follow the most. I'm not really a fanboy for celebrities. I'm not either. You know, I talk about my love of Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. That's kind of ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But as far as a person making work that I find compelling and identify with on a personal level as well, Ricky Gervais. He just released Afterlife on Netflix. Yeah, you told me about it, and I watched uh, the trailer. It's. I, I it's, didn't get into the meat of the show yet. Very different. Um, not here to break it down for everybody, but... It's a lot darker than some of the stuff you would um, associate with Gervais. Um, the premise being his wife dies of, of breast cancer before mm-hmm. the show ever starts. Yeah. And he was just on um, The Tonight Show with, uh, what's that guy's name? 
There's so many. I don't know. Do you not, mean the not actual J- Tonight Show? Yeah. Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon. I always get Kimmel and Fallon screwed up. But he went on and basically says he goes into such a dark place after his wife's death. They almost commit suicide. And the dog comes in and whines. And the dog's hungry. And, he, you know, if you know anything about Ricky Gervais, his, he loves animals far more yeah. than he loves human beings. And that I relate to. Animals are the best. Except. Do- dogs in particular. <laughs> you have both said, the house is on fire. You throw the dog in the fire to get the baby out. <laughs> well, that's a different scenario. <laughs> I'm just saying, we've talked about it before. When I know, I know people who are so passionate about their love for animals, and they don't have kids. And they I'm call like, them fur babies, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, listen, you you love your dog, but you don't know what love is because you don't have a kid yet. As far as the, a love for a dependent thing, right? The dog can actually live without you. If it ran away, the dog would probably eat you if you died tomorrow. Right. Um, <laughs> but you know, the dog's hungry, so he doesn't kill himself. Mm-hmm. And then it's his day to day, so he takes on what he calls his superpower. I think it's something that both of us can relate to, is the, I call it the not giving a fuckness. Like, it doesn't matter. He calls that in the show? Or that's what you're That's what I'm calling it, but that's essentially what he does in the show, is saying, I'm turning off every edit button. I'm turning off every, every instinct that our societal norms say to be nice casually to people. Does he kind of become Ron Livingston in Office Space, where it's just like... Like no, it. it's not a total, like, a, a nothingness. Mm-hmm. It's just a sense that I'm going to say exactly what I want to say. Yeah. And I don't care if it hurts your feelings. Mm-hmm. And that becomes what he calls his super. His superpower is his ability to just say exactly what he wants. Okay. And that means he, he uses his the pain that he's going through and his natural sarcasm in life, which you know Ricky clearly has, to just deflect people. Like I don't, I don't really like you. I've never liked you, and now I'm gonna, now because I don't give a shit anymore. I'm gonna mm. tell you why I don't like you, and it's just this great. So out of it, you get a it's it's the most. He's done some great shows. <clears throat> Derek was the one that'll hit you in all the feels. Yeah, but I haven't seen Derek. Derek, I mean, just be. I would tell anybody who listens to the show to watch Derek. That one's different. That one, he's playing a guy that clearly has a case of either Aspergers or something else. That no. just. I'm not taking on any new shows right now because I'm I'm in the middle of so many that I, I can't invest in any more. That's understood. But Derek was great. This one's different. This one is much more complex in the sense that a man is dealing with the, the worst sense of loss. Mm-hmm. His best friend never had kids. They were married for 25 years. And it just, <clears throat> yeah, it's that, just wonderful. That is the scenario... I've, I used to say, like, before I ever met Kristen, like, if I'm single at 50, like, shit, or fuck 50, if I'm single at 40, mm-hmm. shit just hasn't gone my way, I'm going to check out, I'm going to grow my beard like fucking, like, Hell's Angel long, <laughs> and I'm either going to learn how to ride a motorcycle and just become a drifter, or hopefully there's still whaling ships somewhere <laughs> in New England, and I can go be one of them. A whaling ship? Captain Ahab over here. Something. Like, I was like, I'm just... I, I'm the thing is, to... you'd be the only bearded man on a Japanese ship, because that's about <laughs> the last people who are whaling right We're now. not still using oil from whales? <laughs> uh, that was a thing. But I was, would love to see that on Whale Wars. <laughs> that shitty fucking show. I've got a peg leg and an eye patch. <laughs> They're looking at. They got the. They got those fucking Greenpeace assholes trying to save the whales. Got their binoculars out. And they're looking at the Japanese ship, and they're like, "Look at these Japanese. What the? Wait a minute. 
the fuck is that? There's a guy with a huge beard. He looks regular and white. He's wearing a yellow rain slicker. He's got a peg leg, but he has his regular two legs. <laughs> He's got his knee in the peg leg, but you can see his shin and foot sticking out the back. It's clearly just for effect. But he appears to be the one giving the order. <laughs> That's, that could be a good topic. By the way, we're watching Animal House. Well, I <laughs> say who my dinner tomorrow would be. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I won't, I'll get back to it. Let me tell you the topic before I forget. Okay. If you were going to... Uh, if that had happened to either yeah. of us, yeah. our hypothetical disappear situation. Mm. Go ahead. Finish your... Well, yeah, I mean, just to, to finish that thought, I jokingly say whaling. I would have just checked out and done one of those jobs that's not conducive to relationships and just gone and become a gruff, bearded, probably chain-smoking worker that died in his 50s from mm. just being broken from all the hard labor yeah. he did. I think there's more to it, but tell me the the rest of the, what you were going to say. Jeez. That's five guys for you. Uh, if I had to have dinner, if I was going to have dinner with a celebrity, male celebrity tomorrow, I think we should do women at some point, too. Okay. It'd be Jeff Goldblum. That's. I think both of these are fucking great answers, but why Jeff Goldblum? Just because of how an interesting real person he is. He's a very eccentric actor, mm -hmm. but when you see him in interviews, whether it's late night, something daytime, he did uh, the Hot Wing show that I watch on YouTube, Hot Ones, where he oh, did yeah. the... He's such an interesting dude. I feel like you could not not have an interesting conversation at that meal. I feel like I would be boring to Jeff Goldblum. I don't think I would, because that's the thing, that's that's what I, that's the other thing I was going to get to. He seems genuinely curious. When he was on the Hot Ones show, he's the kind of guy in the interview where he flips questions on you. He's not going to just sit there and take questions and answer them. Okay. He wants to know what your response is to the same question. He seems like a genuinely curious person to where you would have a good ebb and flow of a conversation. <laughs> and, you know, just on a like a side note, you know, I do like clothes, and he's a he's like a menswear style icon. He's in GQ like every fucking year because he's got a a knack for dressing with a certain flair that's still tasteful. Okay. He's just an interesting dude. He's got a great film. Uh, Favorite Jeff Goldblum film? See, that I don't know. So what I've done with my hypothetical is not giving you time to narrow it down to your top ten. You have to pick one. I did. Right. And I'm saying I, I'm not mentally prepared to suss out my favorite All Jeff right, Goldblum first one that film. comes to your mind that you know you love, Jeff Goldblum. It's not really a Jeff Goldblum film, but Jurassic Park is what leaps to mind. Mm. Okay. Um, but... I thought the fly would show up. I was gonna say the fly is on the list. Um, definitely not Death Wish. It's a little, it's rapey. Not on board. Um, but I also, I want to say Earth Girls are easy, but I know it's just because Gina Davis is in a bikini. Oh, man, we can't get past Gina Davis. <laughs> First guest on the show should be Gina Davis. I mean, if I if I was the kind of guy that had like the weird, it's not. Even, fetish but like um, a fantasy mm -hmm. I would most certainly buy the Rockford Peach uniform for Leah and like maybe put Gina Davis's face on her face <clears throat> you know I'll bet if we set up a TPTO pod like P.O. box one of the super fans would probably just do it for you <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind somebody would um, I can't think of all of them but I know that um, he's been in a lot of uh Wes Anderson movies? Well, I was going to say, uh, 
Life Aquatic, he's very good in that. Life Aquatic, I like him, even though it's brief. I like him in your favorite, um, the Grand Budapest. Oh, he's so he's so, that's the one when we watch like this is how you know, like being married is wonderful, and I have my attractions to famous actors, but when we were watching that movie, and Jeff Goldblum shows up with that wonderful beard, it's mm-hmm. like you can tell it's natural, yeah, and gray, and it gets wider as it gets towards the chin. Mm-hmm. Leah made an audible sound. (laughs) 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 Like Forrest Gump's mom. (laughs) Not that audible. In fact, its subtlety belied even worse. If she had been like, ooh, I'd be like, gross, you know? But her like, oh. Oh. You could feel the light on forming. I'm glad she doesn't listen. Her vagina coalesced with her actual mouth, and that's oh. 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 It's like a it's like a cooing baby girl. Left warble. No, but on the Jeff Goldblum note, I had this thought. You know, we talk about like how if we wrote a movie, you know, Val Kilmer would be in it. Jeff Goldblum would definitely be in my movie. Well, what I was going to say is I want to write a serious modern Western film mm-hmm. and cast Jeff Goldblum as the villain. It's, uh, do you need to get that? No, go ahead. It's out of character, or what's, uh, not that he's typecast, but can you think of a time outside of the rapey scene from Death Wish all the way back in the see, late I 70s? Didn't, I didn't see that movie, so. I think it's his first film credit. Yeah, well, we talked about this on like episode eight. He sent us pictures, and Lee was like, oh. Yeah. She didn't like seeing those pictures. It's gnarly. Well, she didn't like seeing the pictures, not because we knew it was rapey, but she yeah. was like, that's not my Jeff. Well, my Her point, Jeff is, the again, the I Grand know. Budapest older Jeff. <clears throat> my point being, outside of that one movie, and maybe The Fly when he turns into Grundle Fly and he's kind of scary, have we ever seen Jeff Goldblum play a cold villain? Uh, Thor? He's a funny villain. Okay. That's um, a, I mean, that's a Taika Waititi movie. There's no, there's no bad villain. I, I didn't see it. I just know he was the, <clears throat> the prote- uh, antagonist in that. Um, but he's never like if you if Jeff you, Goldblum if you picture his villain. if you picture his the the expressions he can make with his face, the seriousness he can take on, the eccentricities, the fact that he's darker skinned, darker haired. I f- I feel like if you make him, you know. Like, picture the villain from The Good and Bad and the Ugly. You know what okay, I mean? Like, yeah. just picture that smoldering Western, but he's a... I think he'd kill it, and it'd be way out of character for him. Because hmm. he's, he's eccentric in a weird way, which would be great as a period piece villain. So I would write... It's an interesting take. I would write a serious Western, serious on, like, a tombstone level, maybe with... Maybe with some young guns type humor added to it, you know, just you couldn't help yourself. If we sat down to write a western and we said, "Gotta keep it mildly serious," halfway through, we'd be like, "God damn it, do we have to cast Adam Sandler in this?" <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. But what I would say is, listen, hear me out. Let's cast Emilio Estevez. <laughs> just- that dude. Let me tell you before you finish. That guy's gonna take the role. <laughs> yeah. I want to cast him just so we can get like a brief scene with that Billy the Kid. <laughs> Laugh in the background, like just briefly, and then we'll move on. <laughs> the thing is, 
If he has an agent, and he probably doesn't anymore. We well, you know he's like primarily a director. That's what he does. Oh, is that right? He's got a lot of directing credits under his belt now. He kind of left acting and is a director. Okay. But if, he's, he's if, still his, if his agent reached out and said, Emilio, we have a, actually a, a script. And he's like, oh, to direct? No, to act. I, I'll take it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's a serious Western, has some comedic tinges, and by some miracle, they got Jeff Goldblum on board. <laughs> Jesus Christ, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, Jeff Goldblum would be the villain, and I wouldn't want to give him a an army of henchmen like in uh, Tombstone. You know, because in Tombstone, you've got Curly Bill, who's kind of their leader, but then you got Ringo, and you got um, uh, Mike... Uh, shit, I always forget his name. The dude from The Walking Dead, Michael something. The guy who played... Uh, fuck. What, the, uh, Man. This, this is... I've hit a complete roadblock. What's uh, what's Daryl's brother's name from The Walking Dead? Oh, oh shit! Yeah, I don't know his name. <laughs> You're much better at names. Uh, and what's what'll make what makes me mad is I'll think of it once we're done. Um, but you know he's one of the villains. Uh, Ike, all the all those cowboys. There's like twenty of them, mm-hmm. and they're all pretty well known. I wouldn't give Jeff Goldblum that many henchmen. I'd give him like three, mm-hmm. and one of them is his right hand man, and the other two are expendable. Sure. But they're all still relatively well-known. Kind of like in 310 to Yuma, Ben Foster was not the main villain. He was the main villain's Johnny Ringo, so to speak. Right. Just throwing away our dinner trash here, folks. Well, if you're doing that, go ahead and have these bad boys. I could have gotten away with one ketchup. Well, I did get away with one ketchup, but... <clears throat> all right. Yeah, the, the, I've thought about it to the extent that he would be my villain, and a good one at that. One that... Had a lot of screen time, mm-hmm. but I haven't thought about it to the extent of. Does he have facial hair? Uh, he has like to your degree, like it's, it's shitty. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say it's. I know not, myself. It's not. We talked about the back knee earlier. It's I was not shaved. I know. Then. I know he's capable of a fuller beard, but I would give him like a, I haven't shaved in a month. Mm. Facial hair, like, like sloppy to a degree. Like, I always have a problem in those films when the guy's got the really hard stubble and someone lights a match off it. It's just, that wouldn't happen. I wouldn't do that. It would never happen. I would give him fa- facial hair that is realistic of someone who has been out in the wild for the last 30 days and hasn't had a mirror in front of him. Yeah. And I would probably have a scene where he's eventually in town and cleans up. I'd, we don't I'd, need to write this movie I'd tonight. Let him transition out what of makes him bad? <laughs> oh, excuse me, bad in your film? Like, what is... What's his story arc? I don't... I like don't in, let me give an example. Like yeah. Shane, mm-hmm. movie we've talk, talked about before, one of the greatest westerns. Shane shows up, and there's the whole idea that Shane is actually God. Mm-hmm. Much like High Plains Drifter is the devil. Yeah. Right? So Shane is this mythical creature that has no last name and shows up to defend these frontiersmen from a greedy rancher trying to take their land. Mm-hmm. And the rancher has all the muscle on his side. In this case, Jack Palance, the most dangerous gun in the West, mm-hmm. until Shane shows up. Yeah. But you don't get that epic battle until the end. Curly from City Slickers. <laughs> yes. The guy that could do a one-handed push-up you when he was like 80. Oh my number one. Oh my guy. Uh, um, but in Shane, it was very... What made Shane so wonderful... I mean, I can still watch that movie. And that thing probably came out in the early 60s. I can still watch that movie and appreciate it for its simplicity. I forgot these were glass, and I was surprised at how heavy it yeah. was. You can still watch that movie, and it's just not a complex story, and yet within it is this very deep story arc. Mm. Right? So, like, it's just a very simplistic... Fi- like any movie like that, a good versus evil. 
What I want more of, though, and I think this would be perfect for your film, okay. is a more realistic interpretation of how the world works. Mm-hmm. If you have Jeff Goldblum as a bad guy, you might have the ultimate case of more people rooting for the bad guy. Somebody, for many people, that's sure. what they do. Well, and I was going to say to that extent, I would want his character to be sort of the Negan of The Walking Dead. He seems insurmountable, and he's also a, he's also a villain that sort of split the fans. And like, I don't know, I kind of like him. Well, not only do you like him, but like any true good villain, mm-hmm. air quotes, yeah. Negan had a point. Yeah. Like, it, his ways were brutal. Mm-hmm. And because you follow this particular subsect of people for, I don't know how many seasons it got up to till when they were Negan, six or whatever. Yeah. You've only seen, like, the world, we can, we can, there's hope. Yeah. Coral, Coral, Coral. There's hope. We've talked about this yeah. many times. For those of you who don't know, when you say Coral like Rick Rhymes, you don't actually say Carl. You say Coral. Coral, like, like, like Coral Reef. Reef. Yeah. Coral, Coral. But when you disassociate the storyline you've been following and you start to realize that in that world, if it ever could exist, and it never will, mm. but if it ever could, there's no hope. Yeah. Everything is done. Everything you do now is survival. Mm-hmm. The choices you make are survival. There's no, the, the whole idea that there's a moral compass, a social fabric, is of course destroyed. Yeah. So Rick hanging on to it is fantasy. Well, so that's when you start looking at, at, at the, the villain side of a film, right? It, it's, it's all a fugazi, man. Mm-hmm. Like art, and, and as it imitates life, is a fucking fugazi because in our movies, we see good and evil. We're moderately bad versus moderately good. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're more interesting story types and whatever else. But yeah. I would love in your film, mm-hmm. if you do get this, the, the whole dichotomy of bad Jeff Goldblum, I don't know what makes him bad. Yeah. Right? That would come later. And there would be some good protagonist, maybe more than one. Mm-hmm. The, the bad guy wins. Yeah. We've seen that is life more than art represents it. Sure. It's like the movies are so afraid of doing that. Mm-hmm. I, this, is a, this is something I've long thought, because I would love to write a movie. I've long said, like, uh, some of the greatest books I've ever read, I, w- I was more, I won't say moved, but I was more interested in the bad guy. Sure. And in every one of them, of course, the bad guy gets his due, or he lives for now so that they can write another book. Yeah. You know, or a sequel to that book. Well... But, Part the of me, bad guy winning is what happens in life. Yeah. Part of like Donald Trump. Part of me. <laughs> I, I knew you would. I knew you would. But, but take Trump out of it. Yeah, no. The 1%, they win. Yeah. And, and uh, look, wealth. Hey, come on now. They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps they abs- and yeah. worked really hard to become multi-billionaires with passive income that do nothing. All Says day. Brent the Onion. I get it. I love that. <laughs> but you can, you know, outside of literally on a handful of people, you do and you, I could do, do that tomorrow. Do you accumulate? You tried hard enough. <laughs> just apply yourself. It's the American dream. If we tried, we would be billionaires. The, the great too. American dream. It's right. not impossible. Right, right, right. No, I, what I would say is I don't think there's enough time, even in a two and a half hour movie, like a Judd Apatow length movie. There's not enough time to make a movie where the villain is the antihero. Like Breaking Bad, for instance, one of the most popular and rightfully so TV shows of our era. Is all about a bad guy that you're rooting for. The good guys are the people you're hoping don't win in that entire TV show. And he is responsible either directly or indirectly for 
the deaths and downfalls of lots of people. And you still, when the show's over, you're still pulling for Walter White. And he's a villain. I don't, but that's an eight, eight season show over the course of however many years. You don't have that much time to develop. But what right. I would say. So in a film, if you took that yeah. and said, you turn it on your head, the whole, and you, you would have to pack, like, our poor super fans, if that ever gets done, they. Can someone get Jeff Goldblum on the line? <laughs> I have a sales pitch. <laughs> I think he'll go for it. I, what I was going to say is you could take the Negan approach and set this in the Old West where it is still relatively lawless because law hasn't swept that far west yet. And similar, similarly to the savior structure, I have a solution to make our lawless society better. I'm also an evil piece of shit, but you're going to kind of like me because I do have a plan for the good of the collective, so to speak. It's kind of like a quick in the dead. You've seen that. Sharon Stone and Gene Hatman. And actually a very young Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, guns, it's a gunfighter movie. I have seen it. It's been a while, but I have seen it. Well, Gene, Gene is, Hackman is, is very... Is Gene Hackman not in the the William Money movie? Yeah, he's in that one too. Okay, I didn't realize that. So Gene Hackman in that film is very much that character. Mm-hmm. Lawless leads a band of lawless men, takes over this yeah. town, makes the town quote-unquote better mm-hmm. By bringing in more business and actually making this little fucking podunk town into something that's worthwhile. But he's also an evil piece of shit. So, like, when they do these gun, he's also the best gunfighter around. So every year they do these competitions. And every year the townspeople try to hire, you know, a ringer to come in and try to kill Gene Hackman. And it's not working. But that's very similar to the character you're talking about. Well, then I would scrap that idea and try and figure something else out. I just thought of who could be the good guy that you're not fully on board with. We have to bring him out of retirement, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Picture those two up against one another in some fashion. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum and Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, and you know D. Day-Lewis can play a good villain, Gangs of New York. He's kind of a shithead, and you know, he definitely is a shithead, and there will be blood. And he's done period films. You know he could do it, but he's the good guy. But you're not really rooting for him. You're rooting for the bad guy, and for what reason, I don't know yet. I mean, you're gonna get you know, off the top. It's making a hundred million. Well, just, just with the names. Yeah, just because he's on my mind, I would make Nick Nick Offerman one of uh, Jeff Goldblum. I would make Nick Offerman Jeff Goldblum's ah, right hand man. You're stretching now. You're, you're playing fancy favorites here. All right, I won't do that. I won't do that. It just he comes. I mean, because in that logic, it was like, well, Woody Harrelson's got to be in this, but he doesn't have to be in this. It's just two guys that happen to like well, these Well, I actors. think there is a law in place. It's a very male-heavy film. Who's well, our female? Well, I was uh, going to say, there's a law in place where if we're making a Western, Kevin Costner has oh, to be Oh, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, Elizabeth Shue. Could totally, Elizabeth Shue and Vanessa Shaw. She'd take the role. They both would. Yeah, I mean, they she... They could be sisters. She was just they already kind of favored each other. She was just in Piranha. It's not yeah. like she's missing out on anything. They could be prostitute sisters. I think Nick Cage makes a cameo. Sure. Just the drunk at the bar. If we can get Daniel Day-Lewis, we're getting Nick Cage. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Coppola. <laughs> I got a Western I'm making where Jeff Goldblum's the villain, and he's also the character you're pulling for. Daniel Day-Lewis is the good guy, and we just need you to play the town drunk. Are you in? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes I, I am. Is Elizabeth Shue in it? <laughs> Yes, she is. I'm in. (laughs) 
I want to just be like... Uh, Is there an airplane with John Malkovich involved? Associate director, just so I can just be like, we have a new ride-in scene. Uh, Elizabeth, um, we told you we weren't going to have to show any tits. Change plans. The uh, producer in the ponytail over here. <laughs> pitching hard for some nudity. Says we're missing something. And it's we're gonna need specifically you, said. We're going to need you and Vanessa Shaw to get topless <laughs> and just touch nipples. <laughs> it may not make it to final cut. I'll be honest. If you wanted to, you know, graze each other with your fingertips, that's cool too. Man, I wish I had all the money in the world. <laughs> I would have Alexander Daddario in this. It would be the greatest Western in the history of Westerns. Well, we've gotten off of a serious idea and made it fun, but I do like the idea of just coming up with... I, I don't think, in this day and age, I don't think you need a complete package. I think if you have a good 20-minute pitch that's mm. a complete thought with with the arcs and we'll fill in the shit later, I think if you are able to get in the room with somebody, you can make it happen. Why does part of me feel like we've watched Animal House on one of the pods before? Because we might have. This is episode 54. I'm having a flashback, but this chick right here that, um, I don't remember his name in the, in the oh, movie. Yeah, we have watched it because we commented on her, on her She's on her got boobs. lovely breasts. I think that's what it, it, you know, it was boobies. Fucking A. Pavlov's dog over here. Yeah. Oh, someone say boobs? <laughs> I've seen this movie before on the podcast. <laughs> I think we did. And I told this story about my dad going to a bar that was very similar to this in college. And we his, did. And now we've watched a movie twice, and we've covered Hostiles three times and watched part of it. Yeah. We should just watch Bone Tomahawk. Oh, man. I couldn't even get through the description. I don't think I want to watch that. I was going to say, and it's way too on the nose, that Kurt Russell should be in the movie, but it's way too on the nose. Yeah, my sister was disappointed to find out what a hardcore Trumper he was. But it wouldn't stop me from casting him in the film. I think he's wonderful. Yeah, again, though, I don't, I don't want to make a tombstone where you have... 20 big names. Val Kilmer shows up. Yeah, I want I want to make a movie where Jeff Goldblum is the villain and he is one of maybe four top build cast. I'm and, sorry. And buddy. that's it. Those are just What's the top level of meat? Prime. Is that Prime? I don't know. But USDA this is, this Prime. Is gonna get you on the Me Too movement short list. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're just they're just I look Boobies are pretty much boobies across the board. Like, yeah. if you've seen a pair of boobies, you've seen a pair of boobies. And then there's, like, another level okay. of, like, perfectly shaped, mm-hmm. no nipple variation where one's longer than the other, Yeah. no areola. But in a way, that's good, too, because now you have two equally good and uniquely different boobs. It's like, I, mean, you can I like, like the right one, but the left one. Most women say that, uh, oh. Each one boob might be bigger, is always bigger than the other. Sure. That, I don't know if that's true, but those are just wonderful boobs. I have an appreciation well, you for only see the boobs. side of the left one, really. That's true. Side boob. I get Peter Griffin's side boob in that. But There's something nice. good about side boob. That's where like the burlesque dancers back in the day really had, were onto something. They knew that just enough amount of tease was way more boner-inducing <laughs> than just full-on nudity. Well, you leave a little bit. Uh, to you leave wonder. a little bit to the imagination. Yeah. It's a, there's a little bit of mystery left, and because every dude's thinking, "Oh, just lift the tassels up, just take the tassels," take the tassels. and they never did, and that's why I was like, "Oh, my boner's even more raging." <laughs> I'm a mixture of horny and frustrated. 
Title of the episode. Horny and frustrated. I was actually, uh, funny story, I was having lunch with a buddy of mine. He doesn't listen. But he's subscribed, I don't know why, because his phone was on the table, and we were having lunch on a Tuesday, and up popped the, he gets notifications. Mm. And up popped, he's like, what the fuck? Hostile boobies? What's wrong with you two people? <laughs> it was 51. Yeah. And I was like, it's a, it's just a long. Well, what you have to do is go back and listen to early episodes and <laughs> hear the breakdown of hostiles. <laughs> And then get the explanation on this. So, are you are you going to make any action moves to write this uh, gold gold blound western? I don't, I don't know because this is a literally a fresh like as of today idea. Because I saw him in an interview, and that's what sparked the thought. If I could have dinner with any like male celebrity, we'll limit to actors tomorrow. It'd be this dude because he seems genuinely interesting to be around. Mm. And he seems you never asked about the female counterpart to your celebrity. Mm, well, and that's true, and and I'm. On the spot, I don't know who it would be. Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> that's for different reasons. Mm. That's, not f- that's not unfair. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to have lunch with, like, Gina Sandra Davis. Bullock. I like Sandra Bullock. And she, she I read in an interview one time that she likes portly pot-bellowed gentlemen. <laughs> so I'm not saying it would get me laid or anything, nor would I, but... It'd be so hard to resist, like, have you had any work done? <laughs> just... The problem would be like if she even mentioned Bird Box. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> I like the idea of having lunch, dinner with Meg Ryan. No, I, here's what I like, I like the idea of it's lunch with the women. It's not dinner. But I like the idea of like, like when, when, when did you realize you'd, you'd gone too far? Because <laughs> this, is, this isn't good. Yeah, it What is. you've done here is not good. Those are the first that jump out, but I'm sure there's more. I don't know, because I can't think of, like, who is the female actor, actress that's on that sort of, like, equally interesting Jeff Goldblum level. I don't know about that, but I think it would be interesting to have lunch with, like, Tina Fey or Amy Poehler. I'll give you that. You know, somebody, a woman that, or just a person like that that's funny. I mean, I like funny. I like, cause I like it, funny, too. If, if in some weird situation where they were, like, randomly said, let's go, you, just pointed at you. Mm. I don't know. Maya Rudolph just points. You, Let's go have lunch. Mm. You would honestly be like, okay, because I think I'm probably like this person's gonna know how to break the ice. Yeah, like they're gonna be funny. I agree. Uh, I would be more drawn to the funny than like I said, Elizabeth Shue. I don't think she'd be very interesting because I'd find myself talking about Piranha and asking her, why didn't you get naked in that movie? <laughs> I, sure, I saw Leaving Las Vegas. It was wonderful. Yeah, but I want to see what 50, 60 year old Elizabeth Shue was working with. You know, I just want to know. I just want to know. I feel like if I'm going to have dinner with a lady, I want to go classy, mm-hmm. and I'm, I want to go like Judy Dench oh, or man. Helen Mirren. Oh, Helen Mirren. Right when you said Judy Dench, my brain was like, Helen Mirren. Like, Helen Mirren, and you go to like a nice place, like a, you know, forks in order from outside to in type mm, of restaurant. Like the Palm or something. Yeah. You're going to like a nice steak place. Right. But, because like... I choose Jeff Goldblum because he's an interesting person. Not particularly funny, but he's interesting. Oh, that dude's hilarious. I, I know he is. A, he is funny, but he's 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 eccentric, and I'm I'm struggling to think of an equally eccentric female in the acting world, at least. I I almost kind of need to get my brain out of the acting world and like pivot to musicians or something. We could do this all night and probably get real boring. <laughs> we'll come back to it next week. I need time to think about that. <laughs> 10-4. Let's take a quick safe sex. Safe sex. Hold on. 
Okay. It's already on. The struggle for me to end this note with the lady actress is my impulse is just to immediately go to who I think's hot. And then that's that's the wrong reason to have the meal. I have to think of somebody like Sharon Stone. There's a such a long list of interesting film choices. Mm. Could talk about casino for a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to come back to it. I think I would like to have a conversation with Dr. Melfi. I don't know her real name. Um Lorraine Barco. Yeah. Because I just feel like uh, <laughs> like if you were sitting across the room from her, you get this like Tony Soprano thing. Like <laughs> he said it. He said it. <laughs> but like you you would be talking and you should be like, I want to be like Gary Cooper. You would start quoting lines from the show, you He's know. Like, All right, I'm leaving. The str- <laughs> the strong silent type. The strong silent type. Yeah. I don't know. It'll come. To me. It'll come to me later. Just like just like so many other things, like you know, dead celebrity horse names. <laughs> we had a good time with that, man. I loved on the way home when I called you. You instantly thought that I had one, but I didn't. I don't remember exactly why I called. Oh, because you wanted me to share it with you right away. Oh, that's right. But you're like, what do you got? And I was like, no, just please send me that instantaneously. I shared that with a few people. Of course, Sean. He doesn't get it because his sense of humor is like that of a potato. He's a fucking worthless human being, man. <laughs> I set it up the putt. I don't know how you've tolerated him all this time. He's okay. I said worthless human being. That's not an endorsement, nor is it true. He's actually a fantastic person, but... Just some of the things he thinks and believes are just ludicrous. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Say something nice about Sean right now. Uh, very hardworking. I felt like that was a cop-out because you work together. But no, he's incredibly hardworking. Do one more. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at working hard. Uh, no, he... <laughs> shit. Like, he's nice, but he's also not. I don't know. Like... <laughs> Um, he has no redeeming qualities. He's not even particularly a good friend because, like, on more nights, like I've known him for twenty years, and we're we are good friends. Mm. But like, many, like this is the running joke. So when we when we didn't see each other for long periods of time, and then I would go down to Florida, or he would be in Georgia, we would uh, get together and with another buddy of our super fan, Burke, who's you know right behind the studio glass. He's mm-hmm. he doesn't you don't want me to tell this. Fuck. I'm telling it. Um, we always drank, and one night, and I'll just give you the one night story. It, this has happened numerous times, but this is just one instance. We were in Milledgeville where they were in college at the time, and I went down there. Lee, Lee and I were first dating, literally first dating, and we went down to Milledgeville, and Burke had his girlfriend there. So they kind of broke off and did girlfriend talk things mm-hmm. and went to bed at a reasonable hour. Yeah. We, I don't know who had it. I don't think we bought it. Maybe we did. I don't know. We bought... It was Jim Beam Cherry. Gross. There is not a worse liquor in the world than fake cherry yeah. added to Jim Beam bourbon. Well, that brings to mind the fact is I just heard on the news of all places that Natty Light for the summer has released Strawberry Natty Light. Mmm. I'd try it. <laughs> it can't be any worse than the original, let's be honest. <laughs> the original smells like trash. It does like smell like trash. When you smell the foam of Natty Light beer, it smells like old garbage cans. Right, for sure. Now they've added we, strawberry. We bought a handle, not a 750, not a liter, a handle. Big boy. Of Jim Beam Cherry. And we go you know, go back to the house, so we're drinking. First, it's very casual. We've had dinner. You got three dudes drinking on this thing. You know, two, three hours later, we're halfway down. It's midnight. 
did any of you at one point, like maybe on the second one with rocks, go, it's not that bad? No, we weren't. We weren't roxing this shit. <laughs> this was straight shoots, just down the gullet. Okay. Chased by cola or whatever we had on our hands, and by twelve we were nice, and that was when we got the front porch. We're we're smoking cigarettes, and and then a really nice. It's like one of those drunken but not absurd conversations starts. Yeah. Where you're actually salient points are still being bandied about. Mm-hmm. You know. And then we go back inside, and we do another two or three more each, and the bottle's down about, you know, 75%. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation starts to wane, and I knew what was, what, what was about to happen, because with Sean, when he reaches that level of drunkenness, yeah, it's like a click, it's like a switch goes off in his brain. I have to stop you, because I'm already blown away. The one time I've been with him, he brought, and this is the one thing nice I'll say about him. Okay. He likes tropicality. He does. He brought a six pack over. Yes. And I don't know how many he had. I don't think he had all of them, but he seemed like he was three sheets after a couple. He, I think, by the time, you, no, he'd had a significant amount more than that. Okay. But um, by my count, like he brought over a six pack. You know, if I drank six tropicalias, I'd be feeling loosey goosey. But like you look like you're ready for bed. Yeah, no. so I'm surprised he. And he did pass out. And we took those great pictures of him. <laughs> but uh, and and even after you left night last night, the same thing I'm about to tell you happened because it happens every time. We go outside. Uh, now everyone's real there, mm-hmm. and you see that the glaze come over, mm-hmm. and Sean just looks at me he's like he knows that I am what you what he at least what he thinks as as a believer, like I believe in a higher power, mm-hmm. right? God. You, you know, put labels on it however you want. And he looks at me, he's like, you know, he calls me Pep. We've discussed this. But he's like, Pep, you're like one of the smartest people I know, but you're also one of the dumbest because you believe in God. <laughs> and this just kickstarts this fucking stupid, unnecessary conversation that has no relevance to anything we've talked about for the last five hours. Mm-hmm. And of course, anyone else is there is like, come on, hubs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's it's uh, uh, it's the same every time. I'm like, it's fine. We all we all knew this was coming. I'll play this dumb Burger King lovers game. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants like, give me proof. And I'm like, I'm not here to give you proof. What I do is not address it by saying, I can't prove it to you. And that actually infuriates him even more. Then what the fuck do you believe in? I'm fairly confident, and it's hazy now, because there's we were having drinks that night, and obviously there's been drinks since. I'm fairly confident he asked me a similar question on your back patio the one time I met him when we recorded with producer Burke at studio for the first time. <laughs> I'm fairly certain... In yeah. a drunken conversation, not that I, he was certainly drunker than I was because I was driving home that night. Yeah. But I'm fairly certain the question came up, Brit, do you believe in God? Yeah. And no. I'm thinking, like, what? What are we in? <laughs> like, let's talk about grown up things. Like, what, why you like tits so much? It, it happens. I mean, I always know. It, I, I always I can tell by the drinking patterns of the night when it's going to happen. And that, it, it that always tells me happens. that a drunk Sean is like concerned. Like a drunk Sean is like fighting a demon that sober Sean won't acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> K- 
carry forth with that. <laughs> follow that trail. Give us more. What is, what is Sober Sean fighting that Drunk Sean... Sober Sean doesn't want to think about the fact that he's uncertain of the afterlife. And Drunk Sean's like, i got to figure this out. <laughs> and if, if the smartest and dumbest guy can't convince me, then I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Except eat more Whoppers. <laughs> And not have good taste in anything. He doesn't like cheese. <laughs> I told him what I said about Tropicalia. They're going to have a burger with nothing on it. That's why he likes the Whopper. There's no cheese on it. Well, yeah, that, and he takes everything off the Whopper with the, no pickles, no cheese, no lettuce, no tomatoes. It's basically just meat. Does Sean have autism? And onion. Does Sean have autism? <laughs> Asperger's. He's it's definitely on the spectrum. It sounds like he's more than on the spectrum. He, I don't know. We're throwing a lot of shade at a person that's a perfectly sane human being that just like happens Donald. to share. I like Burger King, and I don't like anything on my Burger King. I don't mind that he it likes like Burger King. I don't mind that he likes Burger King more. My problem is that he won't give McDonald's a fair shot. And then when you start doing the investigation, you find out, wait a minute, how long have you been in the Burger King? You were in a Burger King children's club? Two things there. One, what the fuck? Yeah. Two, your parents enrolled you in a Burger King super fan club? It's my favorite fast food. My favorite fast food. I get the Whopper with nothing on it. I get a giant flat patty on a sesame seed bun, and I eat it dry. He sounds more sane than super fan Alan was before the podcast. You're worried about super fan Alan killing people. And Sean's over here eating plain Whoppers like a madman. He does put ketchup and mustard on it. I have to because I refuse to wash it down with a beverage. <laughs> I will not eat burgers and drink fluids at the same time. Uh, also, all... I claim to love movies and actors, but if you ask me an actor in the movie I like, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Leo has to be in the movie. <laughs> Actually, what are you talking about? Was Leo in it? No. No? Well, I thought he was. I love movies, though. <laughs> Apollo 13, who's in that? Okay, you don't love movies. <laughs> who's in Apollo 13? You don't love movies. He, he goes to he goes to the movies a lot, but it's just... Uh, anyways, that's our Sean. <laughs> you like Titanic and dry burgers. That's about the... That's about They're the not dry. Is he one of those yeah, weirdos that gets onion rings instead of french fries? No, no, he... That's the other problem I have with his Burger King fetish. He's like, he thinks Burger King fries are the greatest fries in the fast food industry. And I I would concede, I will tell him every time, they don't even crack, honestly, they don't even crack a top 10 no. of fast food fries. No, here's the thing. With the minute he came out with, I don't like cheese, I wouldn't talk to him. <laughs> I think he says he's lactose intolerant. Yeah. He it, says he's lactose intolerant. Whenever somebody says, I don't like cheese, but let me tell you my opinions on food, I'm like, we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> I'd be like, someone's like, I don't really care for bread. I'm like, okay, well, you do you. <laughs> but I do, I, there's a recipe for chicken I'm really into. Like, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> I like cauliflower mashed potatoes. When I go out for chicken wings, I like to get them in like a honey mustard sauce. Like, oh, get, stop. Stop talking. Go away. That's go a, away from me. We gave plenty of praise to Taylor Martin earlier, but he used to get this hot honey mustard from Zaxby's. Yeah, if you is. get your wings from Zaxby's, you're a fucking garbage human being. I have had the hot <laughs> honey mustard at Zaxby's, but on the chicken finger itself as a dipping sauce, not as a wing. Nope. No. 
Nope, nope. And nope. I've never had bone-in chicken from Zaxby's either. Bone-in? Oh, wings. Yeah. yeah. No, I had them once, and they were like, it was just fatty and rubbery and awful. And I wouldn't do it again. Not not on board. Not on board. Not on board at all. The only fast food bone-in chicken I've ever had is like a Popeye's or a KFC. Dude, by the way, I would recommend to everyone, if you're having a party and you, and you need to feed 25 people, mm-hmm. you know how much all that chicken and Popeye's was? 75 bucks. 100 bucks. Not bad. It was wonderful. $100, and they it's ready for you to pick up. They gave us... Those metal utensils, which we're clearly going to keep. Yeah. We actually, I was like, do I have to bring these back? Like, no, honey, that's all you. This is New Orleans, sugar. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mardi Gras. (laughs) No, I mean, not to sound cheap, but what I've always chosen to do from day one, because I can never get a solid head count anyways, I've, you know, we, for the girls' birthdays, for the family, I've always said, parties at three, we'll have snacks. I'm not feeding people lunch or dinner. I don't know how many are coming. I don't know who likes what. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with the stress and the added cost and headache of meals and plates. There's nowhere for anybody to sit in my house. I will have finger foods, and we will put the money in the cake. We always go to this really great cake place in down in uh, Roswell near the high school and drop easily $50, $60 on a gourmet cake that's professionally decorated. We've talked about this. You like to spend the money on the cake. Well, I just, it's, to me, like, cake's something everyone's going to eat, unless somebody's on a diet. I'm not eating cake. Like, well, why'd you come to the party? Sounds like Sean. I don't like cake. I don't like cake. Is there <laughs> cheese on it? I know. Wait, wait, wait. Is it vanilla with no icing? All right, I'll have some. No. No. I will not give you any. Is there any way I could have just yellow cake and, like, whipped cream from a spray bottle? No, you cannot. <laughs> Sean's parties as a kid. You remember those like strawberry shortcakes? They came in a bag. Yeah. It was like the actual cake. Yeah. No strawberries, just the cake, and yeah, they came in like a cylinder. Yeah. Like that's what he had. Mm-hmm. Like he would just pop out one of those cakes, get the spray can, yeah. and just eat it. No strawberries. No. Just shitty, pre-made, dense. awful, dense cake with fucking whipped no candles. <laughs> that's too much for me. Just blow blow on the whipped cream. We don't need to be gaudy. Just put the spray can whipped cream on there. (laughs) God in heaven. Episode 54, shitting on Sean. (laughs) He's in a text message I'm talking about right now. I'm giving him shit as we speak. (laughs) Sean, what kind of birthday do you want for your birthday this year? What kind of cake do you want? I want a yellow Intamins. (laughs) And I want sprinkles on top. <laughs> you want what kind of icing? I don't want icing. I want dry sprinkles on top of an Intamin's pound cake. Powdered sugar? No, 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 no. And I want no. club soda on the side. <laughs> That's we're not, Sean. We're not doing that. You know, this no cheese on the burger thing is already weird enough. <laughs> I, 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 okay. If he says he's lactose intolerant. Then so be it. Who else can we shit on? I, think, I like the element of shitting on people right now. <laughs> Who else can we shit on? Mm. Not political. <laughs> kind of narrows it down to just Sean. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you, I was at home the other night, and I just, I really miss, I know we talk about this all the time, but I miss retards, man. 
there's nothing stopping you from from message engaging. I already reached out as a joke. <laughs> I'm not going back to him. I don't think he'd have me after the shit I threw at him. Maybe. It'll be interesting though. And you know, I'm sure he's somewhere without a job right now, just <laughs> thinking if he ever tries to friend me again, it's gonna be a hard no, because I will not be called a jobless cunt by him. <laughs> be called a jobless cunt by anybody else. But not my air quote friend on Facebook. Oh, I never understood the dynamic. I thought y'all were actually friends. No, what had happened was What had happened? Where are you from? He uh, he was friends with a girl I went to middle school with. Um, one of the girls actually who stood in line for my Foo Fighters thing with my ball surgery. Oh, nice. Um, and I don't know how they're connected. Mm. And she had made some political post that was. Oh yes, I've heard this origin story like on lean, the pod. No yeah, less. it was a little leaning left, and he was like, "Well, let me tell you in nine paragraphs why you're wrong." <laughs> And I just started making fun of him and making fun of, you know, calling him Bible Thumper and shit like that. Yeah. And he was like, let's take this into private message. And then he spent oh. weeks witnessing to me. I was like, all right, man, we're like, good. Uh, like, uh, we're good. Witnessing as in, like, uh, Jesus was? Yeah, as in trying to get me on board with his cuckoo bananas version of whatever Christianity he adheres to. I was like, dude, you're barking up the wrong fucking tree. I've been down this road. I got friends who are way more Bible-fearing Christian than you are. I grew up in it. I even gave, I even gave a sermon once in my youth group when my youth pastor was on vacation. I know your fucking playbook. Don't come at me with this, you know, fucking. Well, what are you gonna? What's the what's the uh, what's the uh, Pascal's wager? Like, well, what if you're wrong? <laughs> Why not just believe for the sake of not being wrong when you die? I'm like, yeah, that God's not gonna see through that brain. <laughs> I'm not going to walk through the pearly gates and be like, hey, God, I didn't really believe. I just said I did. Just, just, just in case. Here. Just in case. And you never knew. Turns out that's your one blind spot. That and butt sex. <laughs> like, you kidding me, man? You're bringing in Pascal's wager? What are you, nine? Yeah. So, anyways, by way of that, to message, we had to become friends. And then I think... Are you drinking that? I'm not. You can have it if you really want it. No. Go ahead if you really want it. I was actually going to save it for the next one because I'm good. All right. Let's take a safe sex real quick. Again? Yeah, real quick. All right. Yeah, what Tarver never, what Tarver never could, could get on board with was the fact that I was like, listen, I just think it's obnoxious that anyone acts as if they're certain that they know what comes next. He said, and I'm not on board with living my life according to some outdated ideology that also comes with instructions on how to properly reprimand your slave and the rules in which it's okay to sell your daughter, daughter as a sex slave. Like, you, you can come with me in morals all you like. I got just as much shit to throw back at you. I'm more on board with the idea of living the one life, assuming it is the only one, and making the best of it, and not going, well, everything sucks now, but, you know, once I'm dead, then I'll finally have all the riches and wealth I deserve. <laughs> Like that sounds a little pie in the sky. I hope you're right, but uh, I, you know, and he's just—he was so frustrated by my plain-spoken, I don't know, doubt and cynicism. Sure. Like, Sorry, man. Just not on board. I hope you're right, but I also think if you are, that whatever kind of God you believe in is bigger than. Well, did he ask me to come into his heart? Well, then no, he can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> was he good otherwise? Well, fuck it. Yeah. That just never made sense to me. Well, but the tales like I said, of retard, like right? I said, you want to get him back. I don't really. I just sometimes 
I guess I just li- kind of live vicariously through your through y'all's. You miss the boxing, because you there's nobody, and I, I I'll I'll say this too. There's nobody else on Facebook that will go day after day toe to toe on some dumb subject like retard. Yeah. You know, the next time some, you know, white Republican decides to murder kids in a movie theater with a gun and the left freaks out about it and one of us makes a, a sarcastic post about it, neither of us have a retard. Be like, well, let me tell you why you're wrong about this. <laughs> you know, that's why, that's why I loved going petty and I loved going snarky right away. Like, yeah, 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 no, I know. Your side of the aisle wants to warn us about Muslims, yet another white Christian just murdered people in a movie theater. <laughs> I get it, Brandon. <laughs> I want to get off topic. We were, we were shitting on Sean, the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, uh, does my ponytail look ridiculous? Is he saying it does? No. Has I just saw it in the when I was out. I had to go out to the car for a second during that safe sex break. I don't think your ponytail looks, looks ridiculous. And if I'm being honest, what I think would look ridiculous is if you went back to like your haircut circa your wedding. I don't remember that. Just short white guy haircut. Oh, I never can. Leah's already told me I can't go back to short hair. You you would take on such a not in a funny way, baby Huey look. <laughs> It'd be depressing. Yeah, I just don't really like, I don't really give a shit because I love long hair. But often when I put it back, sometimes I wonder if like people are like, "Look at this piece of shit." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look at this fat. Look at this asshole. Piece My pop is from him. Yeah, come on in, come on in, <laughs> Tubby. You fat. Piece of shit. Hey, I'm here with my ponytail and fresh pops. Hey, yeah, we know. Put them in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I don't deliver. I'm a little bit Not higher, anymore. higher Not up the, yeah, higher up the scale now. No, I chose to cut my hair to this length because I my the girl that cuts my hair, my entire family, everybody that comments on my hair all agrees that longer hair suits me, and I think it suits you too. So I've chosen to never go back to the classic man's short haircut. Yeah. But I told the girl that cuts my hair, I said, we got to go back like four months, five months, whatever the whatever this is, because I've become the guy that does a ponytail. Sure. And I don't want to be that guy. Oh, see, that's what, that kind of comment right there. But. It, it scares just, me. Well, it's just like, because I, I, it's a slippery slope. I know that if I start doing this every day, like I have been, right. I will eventually only do this. And my hair will no longer be a style. It'll just be this point of pride that I refuse to cut. Right. And to keep it out of my face because it's irritating, especially on a hot day, I'm just going to pull it back all the time. Yeah, that's kind of another... I'm not going to cut it, but I've, I've done a summer with this, mm-hmm. and being overweight is bad enough in a Georgia heat. Yeah. This is... Uh, this next one... You should try it with this. Now, I always do this. I know. I bring up my beard when we talk about your hair. But this is like a sweater on my face. You're a real asshole. <laughs> this, I've had long hair in the summer, too. It's kind of like, you know what you're doing? It's kind of like, you know, in the summer, my huge dick just really pisses me off. <laughs> it's it just, constantly it banging just, into it my just, knees. It just sits on the side. I'm, I, I profile left. It's stuck to my leg. And then when I, if I move quickly or I try to run, it's just flapping around down there. It's just a big dick in the summer is the worst. My beautifully smooth, huge <laughs> balls are just sticking to my legs. I grow the perfect shape of pubic hair. Doesn't even touch the balls. Chicks used to love it back in the day. That's what you're doing. Every time you do the beard thing, you're like, 
Oh man, having a huge dick in the summertime is literally the worst. No, but I you have to wash the huge dick more. I was I was not only pulling it back, but I was knotting it because it was getting long to the point where it was touching the back of my neck when yeah. it would hang. Yeah. And it drove me nuts, especially when it was wet. So I would comb it tight, pull it, knot it, and I'm like, fuck, I'm give me six more months, I'm gonna be man bunning this. Like it's the next step. I would never do that. That's it, that's what okay, so when I went last time have you? Never. Just what? for just for shits and giggles. No, because my hair was long. Look, I'm a fat man. That shit. <laughs> that that look yeah. of a bun. I, I mean, it is a slim margin. Yeah. Of how of that. I like when you see the dude who has the man bun, but he didn't have the patience to grow all the hair out. So he has the sides of his head just shaved, <laughs> and he's just samurai top knotting. <laughs> what hair he did? You're like, dude, just don't. But just. But did, he's top knotted. There's only an inch sticking yeah, out. Yeah, you're like, no. bro, come on. No, but I was just like, I know I'm close because I used to vow I will grow my hair out. I'm going to actually commit to this, but I will never ponytail it. And then the day came where I'm like on my ninth doo-doo diaper. I'm like, fuck, and I pulled it back. And I'm like, oh, this is so much better. Oh, speaking of that, dad's out there. with Old, old V's had some upset tummy issues. Mm. So yesterday morning, she was naked because they were getting ready, and she shit all on the bathroom rug, just diarrhea line of shit. So Leah puts her in the... Shower, does the thing. Yep. Brings her back out. She's walking around naked on the floor. I, I would think now, you saw the first sign of the of the diarrhea <laughs> that you would think, maybe she's upset tummy. Seal that thing up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shower off and seal, seal it up. Seal it up. Yeah. And no, uh, she walked right out in the bedroom on her nice carpet, not the <laughs> rug, and just... <laughs> this one wasn't a line, though. This one was like little droplets of, sh- yeah. of diarrhea shit. Yeah. But I, I didn't feel bad for Leah, and I certainly wasn't cleaning it up. I was like, you, uh, it's the old, yeah. get me once, you know, your fault. You did this. You, you did didn't this. do this, <laughs> but you're the reason this happened a second time. Your negligence is the reason this happened a second time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I take that risk with Aubrey because she's still in diapers. Kristen, when she does tubby time, she puts a diaper on Aubrey right away. And I, I throw more caution to the wind because, like, when I do it, I, I prefer to give, when I, it's lotion time after the tubby, I think the lotion should go everywhere. I shouldn't limit the lotion to everywhere except the diaper area. Like her butt and, you know, crotch creases, those need moisture too. So <laughs> I, has, I know you're a dad of many years now, but that's got to be a bit awkward. It's not with her because she still thinks it's funny when I do the lotion on the baby song. And actually, here's something funny. You asked me if anything new has happened lately. Yesterday, this is real time. Yesterday, <laughs> Tuesday, the 12th, 2019. Yes, yes. Albury discovered her nipples. <laughs> We're in the bathroom and okay. she's, she's in the mirror. And she goes, she grabs them, pulls them out. And goes, Daddy, what are these? She's like, those are nipples. And she's like, I have nipples. <laughs> you do have nipples. I said, I have nipples. Your sister has nipples. Hey, guess what? Even your mom has nipples. Oh. I said, everybody has nipples. And she and then she pressed him and went, I have nipples. <laughs> there you go. This is the same kid who once whispered to me at 12 o'clock midnight when she wouldn't go to sleep, Daddy, I have a butt. <laughs> I'm well aware. Please go to bed. If there's one thing I know about you. My favorite thing that she does, she's so, like, she she's going to be the smartass. It's already clear. Like, she has a routine of, when I get into bed, to keep me into bed, 
I want to watch a movie or mm-hmm. an episode of PJ Masks on F. I want to watch something to get me settled. We've, you know, even if it's a night where we've read books to get them settled, they still both want to go to sleep with the TV on. And I'm sure there's, you know, a thousand child psychologists who would point out why that's bad, but it helps keep them in bed so we can have a little adult time before we go to bed. Sure. So we do it. And a lot of the time, especially with Aubrey, because she's just got a motor that doesn't quit, you'll go in there and the movie's over and she's wide ass awake in bed. Like, And that's when she asks for what she knows is the cutoff. We've talked about this, I think, on a recent show. The old Grinch, the, the old uh, 1960s Grinch, that's last call. Like, there is no more TV after that. You do the old Grinch and that's lights out after that. Sure. And I'll put it on I'm like, and I'll say, I'll reiterate, I'm like, listen, this is it. Grinch, and then it's over. Then we go to bed. After the Grinch, no more TV. And in the middle of my like lecture, like, da, 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 shh, Eddie's sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, you smart. Like, yes, I know she's sleeping. You should be asleep too. It's 11.30 on a Tuesday. Da, 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 shh, Eddie's sleeping. She shushes me to tell me her sister is asleep so she can watch her TV show. I'm like, you're not even three. Where is this coming you from? You just got shushed like in that Always Sunny. Like Dylan, she, you got Dylan toe-backed. Well, and, and like, for some reason, both of the girls for a long time have been on this hot streak of don't say stupid. It's like if they're watching Wreck-It Ralph and somebody says stupid, like, it's like clockwork. Adelaide, Adelaide would be like, don't say stupid. It's just a thing. And like two or three days ago, Albury figured out that it's funny to say stupid because then Adelaide will yell at her for saying stupid. And so she'll be like, Addie. I'm going to say stupid. <laughs> and she's like, don't say stupid. Yeah. And then Albert thinks it's funny and she laughs. And I listened to them do this for like 20 minutes. I'm going to say stupid. And it's just like, what are you? I just love the excitement your kids had at the party on Sunday for V's birthday. They were super pumped and they're a huge fan of your sisters. My and, sisters? Yeah. I only have one sister. They're a huge fan of your sisters. Of uh, They're a huge fan of Emily's. Okay. Oh, not, not plural. Okay. Possessive. Possessive. Okay. Because <laughs> she was chasing them like. Oh yeah, she said she wore so that was like her workout for the day. Like at, at some point, Adelaide was like, "What's her name? Emily. <laughs> Emily's fun." Like, <laughs> What's that girl? That's what she said. What's that girl's name? That's Emily. Like Emily's fun. Like, right, good. I like Emily. She's fun. <laughs> That's the mind of a kid, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they don't know. Like they've been, they've seen all these people. They were in her wedding, but they don't know. They're they're like a they're they're like me as an adult. Like who's that? What's their name? <laughs> like, I'll never forget my friend Tyler, who I was in a band with. I introduced myself to his girlfriend for the third time once. I was like, "Hey, how's it going? My name's Brent." He pulled me aside. He's like, "Dude, you've met Ashley like four times." I'm like, "Fuck, man, I don't know." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like. When's the last time I saw her? When we played at the Star Bar a couple of months ago. Yeah, I was probably drunk, Tyler. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like, I'm that guy. Like, I'm the guy who says, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names. And it's not because I'm terrible with names. It's because I just don't really commit much to memory. Like, yeah, yeah, you. I've seen, I've seen you before, maybe. Mm. That's about the end of it. Very nice. I feel like I've hit a wall. I think that... Well, you've been on your phone for the last 12 minutes. No, I haven't. It's really the burger. Who you texted? I didn't text anybody. It's all this work shit. Are you reading more Bone Tomahawk? No. <laughs> I don't need to read that ever again. How far did you get? To what? Like, how much of the description of Bone Tomahawk? Oh, I read it read? all. You read it all? 
Well, I read Wikipedia's description. It's not they don't they don't provide every grisly detail. They just give you so they didn't the ex- basic outline. They didn't explain the human sacrifice ritual. No, and neither should you. I don't <laughs> want to do this. I don't want to do this. I would rather go political before we do this again. <laughs> I just had a thought, and there's no way I can say it on the pod, so we'll drop that. All right. Oh. It's, it's, it's unpotable. Unpotable? It's That's m- the kind of shit I love. It's more unpotable than anything's ever been unpotable. Oh, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up so I can hear this part. <laughs> W-F-U-C-K! Yeah, there was something that you were supposed to tell me off the pod not that long ago, and we never did. And I'm now, now I'm like Brian at your brother's wedding. I'm going to have to go back and listen and figure out what it was. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you do that. But now I don't want to forget about whatever this is. Yeah. So, W-F-U-C-K! <laughs> you really want to end it? Yeah, we're good. All right. The BAM! <laughs> 98.5! 97.5, laugh, man. We got a new contract. Producer Burke hooked us up with the nice people from the old, old oldie station. Bruce Burke, what kind of ladies' underwear are you wearing today? <laughs> He's lacy today. Very lacy. Lacy and white must be his wedding night. Oh, you sultry motherfucker. Power bottom over here. <laughs> Power bottom, Producer Burke. Power bottom, Burke! Oh, that's good alliteration. Power bottom, Burke, in the ladies' underwear. <laughs> Producing the show from a far-off glass case in the other room. <laughs> we need to get him back in here and have him talk. We need to get him back in in real life, and also we should let producer Burke leak all the dog shit we say about non-listener Sean on this Oh, episode. he's got, I'm sure he's got his own tales. They lived together for many years. Oh, that, let's shit on Sean next week and get producer Burke actually on yeah, the Yeah, sorry, sh- sorry, producer Burke. We kind of left you back there. I mean, he's probably just sitting back there with, like, loads of shit to say. Yeah, he's like, and you guys think it's weird he doesn't like cheese. Let me tell you what else he doesn't like. <laughs> His favorite ice cream is strawberry. Wait, let me tell you something. And he this buys is... Neapolitan and eats the pink side and leaves the rest. Here's my thing. He says he doesn't like cheese, right? And he says it's because of lactose intolerance. Is he including all cheese? Like he doesn't eat pizza? Hold on. You're Every fucking time. <laughs> I have questions. I, I if you just shut the fuck up for a second, you kill him a punchline. You burped. I know. <laughs> he says he's lactose intolerant, uh-huh. and that's why he doesn't like cheese. Mm-hmm. But I know that simply can't be true. And I should have mentioned this when we were doing the original shit on Sean segment, because mm-hmm. I have watched him with my eyeballs eat a whole tombstone pizza for four days in a row. He'll come home from work. Throw a cheese or a pepperoni tombstone or a supreme oh God, tombstone. If it was just plain cheese, that would. I, I, I'm sure he has. But the point, he's like, well, it's different. I was like, no, it's fucking not. It is. That is a layer of cheese. That is a layer of lactose tolerance. <laughs> and what are you? Lactose intolerant. Well, that's what he says, and that's how I know he can't be. Yeah. Because if you come home and you eat something, because you know, if you and I came to this podcast and put uh, two tombstones in the fridge and that was our meal for the night and we ate a whole one, mm-hmm. we'd be miserable. But not bec- because the cheese yeah. would only be a part of the story. Yeah. It's just that you ate a whole tombstone. Yeah. Whereas if he is lactose intolerant and he's eating that three or four days in a row, mm-hmm. you're feeling miserable not necessarily just because you ate an entire tombstone pizza. Right. Because you're saying you're lactose intolerant. Mm. That's not fake cheese on there. It's not... It's not gourmet cheese. It's not, <laughs> it's not specialty it's not cheese. Spanish manchego. Right. <laughs> Spanish manchego. That was very deliberate. I like that. That's my favorite hard cheese. 
Wonderful. Of the hard cheese. I don't need any more elaboration on the Spanish Mandingo cheese. Manchego. Whatever. Mandingo is the pit they have at your country club. <laughs> That's not my country club. <laughs> the country club you host. That was a little awkward. It's just it's like a Mandingo, Mandingo fighting, fighting pit, pit backside. It's like it's either roosters or black slaves. <laughs> but something is fighting in this octagon out here. And we need to find out what. To know whether or not it's okay to come back here. You know, if you if you if you get enough like actors or just friends, and just like uh, during the summer when it's yeah. actually open, yeah. so people be at the pool mm. and you just kind of sneak out there and you just start like stage, you just a, mandingo stage a mandingo fight. Yeah. Like, would they come over there and like say something if there was like ten people standing around watching that's two giants to, just p- that's pummel? That's the way to test it. You get two of your you know closest bra- black friends who are in on the know <laughs> to dress like you know extras from Django. <laughs> Uh, listen, you don't have to actually draw blood or anything, but make it look like you're fighting. Get in the mud a little bit, and we'll see if anybody puts a stop to it. If nobody does, then we know that this is a regular thing. If they're that just watching here. it in horror from afar, you just you have one of them go down, fake blood explosion, whatever, yeah. and then one of the other extras, the white dude, just says, take care of him and throw a hammer in the ring, and then oh! <laughs> and next thing you know, a regular club member comes up. That boy deserves a big beer. Shit, this is a thing they do here. This is a thing they do here. We knew it. He but said boy and big beer. That uh, Someone needs to take him upstairs and have a lovely pony lick his pole. <laughs> Holy shit. Django is real. Django is real. They have Mandingo fighting right around the corner from my house. Oh, my God. Anywho, let's leave it at... Uh, I, I'm going to wrap it at Mandingo fighting. I think... <laughs> It's a fine place to leave off before it's, the it's tangent those, goes well, dangerously too far. I, I agree, but it's one of those things where it's an it's it's an inside joke from the party because there literally is a there, wooden... It, I personally said, when I saw it, it looked, I was like, do these people fight homeless people in there? Yeah, is this like a cock? It's like a, it's an octagon of like railroad ties with a, like a dirt floor just out in the middle of this club. It even had steps ground. up to it like it was a boxing ring. Yeah, it's like, what? Who, what do you do in that? Yeah, they said there was a particular game they played. Yeah, there. Mandingo. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a very affluent neighborhood, too. Right on the river. I know. And they're like, I, I can just see the flyers, you know. Friday nights, everybody. Every every first Friday of every of every month, we have our classic Mandingo night. We we do we do animated movies on the big screen. Come see Charlie fight Amos. <laughs> no, it's always like it's always like characters from books. We got D'Artagnan fighting <laughs> fighting all of a twist. It's gonna be a wonderful night. But it's just like a fight to the death with a hammer at the end. A big beer for the winner. <laughs> Somebody's pole's getting licked tonight. He's still gonna be a slave. <laughs> but he'll be a live slave. <laughs> Playground for the kids is around the corner. Pool's <laughs> open in the summertime. Feel free to have your one-year-old's birthday party upstairs. <laughs> if you're having a party at the rented room, no worries. The windows are large enough for you to view the Mandingo party. Oh, my God. Need someone to help pour drinks? Have the winning Mandingo <laughs> pour drinks. We have all the white coats you need in this closet right over here. Oh, God. Horrible. Tyler Perry used to live right down the street. He has not been a member. <laughs> but I will put my money on him. That's a big man. <laughs> <laughs>
How did, oh, only this pod. <laughs> Mandingo fighting. Of a, of a new listener who's maybe heard 12 episodes going, Brent's the liberal one? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's getting the big beer. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. What's funny is to visualize a Civil War era Mandingo fight right. happening in the distant background of Baby V's first. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even distant. Like, you gotta go over to the right window to see it, but yeah. you know it's there. Like, she's mashing her cake and everybody's laughing, and there's a fight to the death with minorities outside. <laughs> Just people in that old garb. Yeah. Just standing around. Sipping on mint juleps. <laughs> I will have a Polynesian pearl diver, please. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. How about a warm beer? Can we beer? have a beer? Can can you you get, yeah. You just... You're in a Mandingo fight. <laughs> we got peanuts and warm beer. Do you want both or one or the other? There is bourbon. Yeah, we have lots of bourbon. Lots of want, bourbon. Bourbon, peanuts, bourbon. or beer. And that weirdo over there, he's serving plain vanilla cake. <laughs> You want that? <laughs> you don't have any frost for the cake? Uh, no, I prefer my cake plain, with sprinkles only, no cheese. These are pre-made. I take them out of this package. I take whipped cream. It's probably cancerous. I eat it. I eat it with a knife, <laughs> not a sharp knife. The kind that's got a serrated edge and a rounded tip. A dinnerware knife. That's what I eat it with. You want some? I also have some cherry bourbon. <laughs> that I sprinkle over the top of the br- fucking cake. It's the way I moisten it, because I don't like frosting and cheese. <laughs> oh, Sean. Oh. I love the idea of just having seen him and how tall he is, of picturing him in like Civil War, slightly peasantish period garb as a plain cake salesman in a Nintendo fight. I got plain cake here! Plain cake here! Plain oh. cake, burgers with nothing on them! Plain cake, burgers with nothing on them! Just patties! Plain cake and burger patties! Plain cake and burger Unsalted peanut! Unsalted peanut! Pepsi free, Pepsi free. <laughs> they call that like the bland man. That would be I'm the bland man. Yeah, bland man. Yeah. Sean the bland man. Sean the bland man. Fries no salt. Fries no salt. <laughs> chicken wings no salt. Chicken wings no salt. Who wants a plain chicken wing? <laughs> oh man. I gotta get a hot dog with mustard. We got hot dogs. We got no mustard. <laughs> We got plain hot dogs. We got turkey dogs, no mustard. Turkey dogs, no turkey mustard. Turkey dogs, no mustard. Boiled, not grilled. Boiled, not grilled. Turkey dog, no mustard. Are they boiled in beer? Absolutely not. Just cold sink water. Cold sink water beer. Boiled in melted ice. <laughs> what does that really bad ice taste to? Like a kind of ice. It's been in the freezer for 20 years. We gotta talk about this food vendor. What the fuck is up with his choices? Hey, listen, these are all the things I like. If people don't wanna buy them, that's fine. But I like hot dogs made of turkey boiled in ice water with nothing on them. I like plain cake. Burgers with no cheese. Wings and no sauce. And I like, I like tab. I like tab. Lukewarm tab here. Lukewarm tab. Tab 
Jesus. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Oh, Tab from Hot Cop. It'll take you right to the very end to get to it. Tab from Hot Cop. I'm just, I'm going back through my mind now to think of all the reasons that, that we could shit on him because there's so many. I know, but I like that the last 20 are all completely made up. Well, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let's get him on the phone. Sean, just spit. We're going to go like a, a speed race here. Thoughts on tap. I like it if it's hot from the top. Cake. Okay, good. Flavorless. I don't like, I don't like. I like topping. yellow in color, but no flavor. No icing. Sprinkles are okay, though. But they have to be kind of mashed into it. All right, hot dogs. Turkey boiled in water that is from melted ice. All right, good. We're on a good roll here. Chicken wings. I like drums only, no sauce. Oh, my God, my stomach's starting to turn. All right, let's, let's keep going. Cheese. I, I will eat cheese unless it's on a burger in yellow. It doesn't make sense. Well, I'm lactose intolerant. Again, doesn't. <laughs> Fuck it, forget it, moving on. What's great, too, is when we go to Wendy's, which is a common choice, because he hates McDonald's, I don't like Burger King, so our, our median there is Wendy's. Yeah, your Vietnam is, is, yeah. is Wendy's. And uh, he gets the four for four, which to me is a very, like, kid move. And he gets it every time. But he, he'll get the... Uh, of course it is. The, the, I guess for the four for four, just for those who aren't Wendy's uh, literate, you get, like, four items. Right. And so it's... But it's on a... Uh, a fixed menu. So it's like a junior bacon cheese or a double stack or chicken nuggets and a fry. And I love it the double stack. Yeah, it's good with cheese on it. Yeah. In fact, when I get the double stack, I hold the pickles and I get extra cheese. There you go. I cheese the fuck out of the double stack. So he always gets, it, it, vary, it only varies, very. it really doesn't vary. He either gets <laughs> double chicken nuggets and a double stack and a fry or he'll get two of the double stacks with no, literally just no cheese and ketchup. Shut up! <laughs> Stop talking! But what's funny is they fuck it up almost every time. Because the people at Wendy's are smart, sensible people yeah. who think that every burger should have cheese. <laughs> and they say, he, and it's so funny when he, he gets it, and it's like, I would say one and two. It's 50%. <laughs> they, they, they put cheese on it. And he'll, he'll eat it. What's great, too, about him mm-hmm. is he has, like, a strict eating thing. Where like he'll eat like one thing only. It won't. It won't be like he'll yeah. have a nugget. Yeah. And then he'll have a fry. Yeah. And then he'll have a bite of burger. I know. He'll, he'll like do. This. He'll do nugget only. I know people like this. I'm pretty sure Brian, my brother, eats like all his fries first. Right. And then he eats his sandwich. I'm so like, what the the most recent meat and potatoes. Yeah. The, meat and potatoes. The most recent time he had doubled down on the chicken nuggets. So he eats the chicken nuggets. So now we've been at the table for ten minutes because there's talk involved, right? So he goes to open his burger and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> So he has to go back. And by this time, they've already seen 30 more people. Yeah. Like, who are you? And they, <laughs> you bought this here? You bought this here? We didn't make that. And he's like, I said no cheese. And, like, well, and I heard it in the background. This, you know, <laughs> in the middle of the weeds. Listen, you hate, giant 10-year-old. Well, <laughs> 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 Look, tall Huck Finn. We can't just be. But she was. She, I heard her say it. She's like, well, you got to say no cheese. Now, I had heard him say no cheese. But she was like, she's like, you got to say no cheese because this is a cheeseburger. That's exactly what This is a cheeseburger. You got to say no cheese. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, him being, he's like, oh, I, did, I did say no cheese. You know? Because he's but like, I did. <laughs> but it was just like, they come back out and a different lady brings his now new burger to him. 
And she's like, honey, you just got to say no cheese next time. He was just pounding the point in. He's like, I, I did. I did say no cheese. And she's like, yeah, but when we make this, you only said you want to ketchup and mustard. Mm-hmm. But we assumed, of course, you want a cheese. Because you are a average-looking white man. <laughs> we can already tell you're not lactose intolerant. You appear to be sane from the outside. <laughs> when you ask for the hot tab... <laughs> We knew there might be something wrong, but we weren't going to just assume you didn't like cheese. <laughs> when you asked if Wendy's has turkey hot dogs, <laughs> forget the ice water. When you had, I knew something's up. But surely this man wants cheese on the cheeseburger he ordered. <laughs> I got one more. What well, last shit on Sean? The dude <laughs> tried to quit at 12 minutes. It's, it's, it's fine. 30 minutes It's, it's fine. So this is the it's last. Been, it's been the highlight. And no one knows these people. this guy at all. This was great. But he doesn't even listen. He doesn't even listen. I, he asked about the show. He, he edits the show. He asked us to take That's something true. out. He should listen to this one. Yeah. Oh, well, when I, I listen to it in the office, I'm being, hey, I got to listen to this for uh, editorial purposes. <laughs> Hot tab from a car. Hot tab from a car. <laughs> He's going to see the episode title. Uh, Hot tab from the car, a.k.a. shitting on Sean. But no a, a lot of times, he like we're constantly working, and when we get a chance to eat, it's got to be fast, yeah. you know. So it's always fast food, and his his eyes get too big for his stomach, because he can eat. Yeah. For all the shitting on him about his diet and his nonsense, he eats because he goes to that orange theory and talks about it all the fucking time. He's one of the. That, there we go. Here's more shitting on Sean. I went to Orange Theory and ran a fucking six minute mile. I don't give a shit. I really don't. Oh good. Give Did a your dick get longer? No. <laughs> So, he's in really good shape because he, he, even though he eats like shit, he's in good shape because he does Orange Theory and loves to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But we went to Cookout. Are you familiar? I am familiar. I don't like Cookout. I understand that it's cheap, but it tastes cheap. It, it tastes like ballpark food. Yeah, but there's something wrong it's when the ballpark food, food, like you can get, you should never be able to get a side of quesadilla. <laughs> That should not be a side. Kind of side yeah. I, I should, and, and that's the thing. Cheese it's, quesadilla? It's not just a side. It's like when you order the burger, it's like burger, fry, and drink. Yeah. What's your, then they say, what's your side? Oh, I thought it had fries. Oh, no, <laughs> but here at Cookout, you have a whole other side. You can have a chicken sandwich. You can have a chicken sandwich. You can have a chicken quesadilla. You can have a BLT. You can have a chicken. I'm like, what the fuck? The first time I went there, I was like, I, I was a little enamored. Oh. I was like, I'll have the quesadilla. <laughs> Is this free? <laughs> So we go there. Wait, no, milkshake. Wait, no. No, wait. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. So we go. Total recall episode of Cookout. There's a sketch idea. Write that one down. So he, I, I don't like it, but it was quick and it was there. And we go, and he was just famished. He was talking about, I'm so fucking hungry, so fucking hungry. So I was like, shut the fuck up. The only thing around was a cookout. So I was like, fuck it, let's go. I don't like this place. I just get a burger. I was like, it's just a burger. The burgers here, they taste like they've been grilled. Their burgers are dog shit. I know, I know. I I get the spicy chicken sandwich. I toss in buffalo sauce and ranch dressing, and it is good. Okay, well, it's... That's what you do next Passable. Let's call it passable. And the milkshakes aren't bad. How do you fuck up a milkshake? We're getting off the point. Sean's lactose intolerant, so obviously I, he's not having, he's not having a milkshake. Even though I've seen him eat a fuck ton of ice cream. <laughs> Again, this is what I'm saying. So Could I have some extra butter on my non-cheeseburger? <laughs> Motherfucker, get out of my car. 
I've seen him eat more cookies and cream pops than anyone alive. I love cookies and cream, but anyway, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, so he he he, he gets he yeah he gets his meal. He gets burger, fries, quesadilla with cheese, <laughs> <laughs> and and then he gets his other thing was a, ch- a chicken nugget. So I was like, that's a good that's a you know it's cookout meal. It's ridiculous. It's mm. probably like two thousand calories, and you'll tell me about how you'll burn these off tonight after lunch and everything. Bullshit. <laughs> so he eats his meal, and he goes, like, I'll never forget it. He's like, I think I ordered a bit too much, and he reaches down on to the to the seat he was on, like the, those benches that mm. at cookout, and brings up a chili dog. He's like, did you order that in secret? <laughs> I mean, I didn't see you order. All right. But was there shredded cheese on no, the chili dog? No, there wasn't. <laughs> just no shitting on Sean for that. But it's just the fact that he knew mm-hmm. to keep it hidden. Because on the table. Well, I love, listen, that, I love on the, the idea t- of him resting it next to him. Like, here's my meal. This right here is my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> on the table was a burger, fries, <laughs> right? Chicken nuggets and a quesadilla yeah. with a large cola. Yeah. A large coat. Hot tab. Hot tab. A nice, <laughs> just put it in the microwave tab. And he eats all that, and I could see him like, oh. And he's like, I think I did too much. And to reach down mm. onto the bench and bring out the mysterious chili dog that no one saw him order. This is my friend. <laughs> I was leaving him here as a backup in case I was this hungry. And then he ate it. I was like, you don't, Sean. It, that chili dog was like 89 cents. Can you throw yeah. 89 cents in the trash? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to? No. <laughs> okay. Well. If I ever see him in person again, <laughs> his name forever is now Sean No Cheese. <laughs> Sean No Cheese. This is Sioux Indian name. Sean Hot Tab. <laughs> Hot Tab No Cheese. All right. We'll wrap it up there with the last <laughs> shit on Sean that was supposed to be 11 minutes. <laughs> turned into 30. Shun no cheese, shun no. Give us a W. W F E C K. Bam, ninety-seven point five. Coming up next, we got traffic and weather. We've got sports with Skip Madaber, who loves cheese on his hamburgers. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got the Hollywood Report and the uh, No Cheese Report from uh, non-listener, non-listener, hot tab drinking Sean, plain cake Sean, plain cake, hot tab. We already found out that producer Burke is wearing white lacy underwear because it's his wedding. Power bottom, power Coming up next, we've got whatever music Sean doesn't like. <laughs> I like saying nothing. <laughs> At this point, there's no telling. It might be something we all universally agree is awesome. But for some reason, Sean Here comes doesn't like the it. Beatles. <laughs> Here comes the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Greatest hits. For some reason, Sean doesn't like it. Sean's more of a Yoko Ono fan. <laughs> Wrap it up. You gotta say it. Run.